Oh, boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. As 2022 fastly comes to an end, this is our first show of the year. What? Yeah. That didn't make sense, did it? Yeah. yeah uh, we're back for another year is what Chad's trying no, to say. He, he says you, time flies and you, you're gonna a weird list, you're way gonna, to say it. You are going to definitely understand next year in October, or this year in October, when I say 2022 is rapidly coming to an end. Oh, yeah. They all go quickly. So stop counting your chickens, goddammit. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> Here's so. another one. We're coming in hot. <laughs> first week, first week, we got a Turn got a off. good guess. Yeah. No, you're on. Good you, said, show. you said hot like okay, like here. a guy who never touched an ass. <laughs> no, we're coming in hot. We came in great on that one. <laughs> yeah, we're stumbling all Killing over it. each other. Uh, 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 I to do this. Sorry, right. everybody got their first we first to chance to fuck something up this year, right? Chad. Dustin Hines tonight, man. Lots of stuff to talk to him about. He's a fresh raft owner. He's a musky mm. fiend, a male boudoir aficionado. <laughs> Likes to do a little bit, a lot of hunting, and some smallmouth fishing as well. Yes, sir. So, tonight's show is being brought to you by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Sam's Fishing. Find them at SamsFishing.com. Eric's Hooks. Eric'sHooks.com. Yeti. Check out Mark at Urban Fly Company for all the finest flies you can find on the internet and some of the best guide trips you can uh, find in real life. If you got money to put away or looking to do something with, go check out Michael at Down to Earth Wealth Management. Don't call the bank, call Frank. Queen City Guiding. Check out our good friend Ryan Evans at queencityguiding.com for all kind of materials, flies, any fishing in western New York and abroad in that general location, uh, even some ice trips, Queen City Guiding, 
Com. I think we should start better. I think we should start uh, by talking about a little trip with Queen City Guiding. Who's that? That, <laughs> that you and I went on, Jace. I was going to say macaroni and cheese for our, our next sponsor, but <laughs> crap. I love macaroni and cheese. The blue box. So uh, Jace and I, on Monday, the 27th of December, went to the big river up in New York. Jay's favorite river. Oh, Jason would have caught him. He would have caught him. <laughs> Every And one of them that wasn't there. I'd have showed you guys how to do it. Well, we found the one that was there, and then we seen the other one that was there. It was on a stringer. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was on a stringer was a little bit bigger. Oh, fucking right it was. It was big. And, uh, I don't know. Caught on an egg sack. I don't know what Probably. you're going to do with that, but smoke it. <laughs> but yeah. I wouldn't want to carry a fish out of there. So, But we didn't get to carry much but our own dicks in our hands all day is what it seemed like right chad who went with you guys well my cousin chris went he's never caught a steelhead before and then uh my new neighbor johnny went who has also never caught a steelhead before and uh chris it was fun (laughs) ah we went fishing got an early start right yeah man fuck we left it we we left around with the time jason gets there yeah Mm -hmm. we left at three we were standing in the in the kitchen in my house john chris and i like five after three we're like uh is jace coming like so i called him and he yells me what the fuck you doing calling me what you doing calling me <laughs> I, i'm in route oh <laughs> <So laughs> uh, no i was gonna call chad the night before but it was 9 30 and i know he was like oh, manning it and going to bed i was rem sleep by 9 30 no way <clears throat> i was up tinkering with shit I, I like you i don't know i wouldn't call it jitters but you know i can't go to bed early i'm never into that but johnny didn't sleep at all yeah well he's young <laughs> but he was ready he was fucking he had enough energy to catch fish all day that's for sure or not catch fish till halftime well <laughs> i think that feels better when you do it at the end of the day because when you catch a fish right off the get-go and then you got to go a whole day mm, not my favorite <laughs> you've walked down to the river before in dark chad I I had never really. It was kind of surreal. I was I kept saying like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome," and it was like calm. It was almost a, like, you know, really really calm because you couldn't tell the actual. You could hear the water, but you couldn't see how fast it was really moving. It just looked kind of graceful out there. And motherfucker, it was actually low, so it wasn't moving too fast. Uh, we got down there. It was pretty cold to get started. I mean, twenty two, twenties felt like twenty degrees. So fingertips, you know, tying shit up, getting ready. My eyes kept fr- freezing up. Yeah, I, I was like I your was, eyeballs or your eyes on your like corners. Head. The Corner. eyes, the eyes on my fly rod. Oh, Come. there you go. Yeah, no, the how I I got these guys set up and was trying to show his cousin just how to the drift to get there. You know, there's not a whole lot to it. it got him like fishing nine foot under a bobber, eight foot and. Barber goes down a couple of times. I, you automatically set the hook. You're trained to do that, right? Until you fill all those rocks out and you know exactly where they're at. And then you might half set on the one that is still going to be a fish. So so the barber went down at the end of a drift. And Ryan's watching. He had just got there a few minutes after we did. And uh, I popped the hook. And immediately I knew it was still it because it, like, shit went slack. This fish shot out of there. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, shit. And I, right now I'm holding a crappie rod. Yeah. Chad, Chad said he had a noodle rod, and he, he brings this rod, and it says crappie right on it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. I hope we don't hook a big one. And, I hope we and, do. then, and then, look, I could barely get 10-pound 10 10 pound test through the eyes. That's how small they were. 
So the eyes froze every three seconds. I'm like, eh, you gotta. He's having all kind of trouble, you know, getting his drift and shit. But he, I hooked this fish for him and hand him the rod immediately. But it wasn't big enough fish to do anything. It was one we could actually handle on that rod. So we landed it real quick, couple of snaps. But it was, you know, it wasn't even light hadn't really poked out. No, yet. it was still dusky. Or yeah, it was still black. And you were in, it took forever to you get. You were in the spot. Yeah. You call it the spot. I don't think that's the spot. But anyway, you a guys. A lot of people have a lot of different opinions on what the spot is. But I've fished it a couple of times. At first, I was like, eh, this is janky as fuck. Why are you your bobber next to shore, Ryan? I'm like, why are you fishing one foot away? I'm like, you kind of got a long rod. And I he did hook a few fish. But after I fished it, yeah, there's there's a drift there. Wait till you go down there. There's a drift there. It's ever-changing, too. But most spots are. We went down. After, uh, what, three more hours of repetitive skunkingness, we, we moved it down shore. But we were laughing the whole time. You know, yeah, it was fun. It was a fun skunk. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, oh, oh, the, the one thing, John, which he can use a bait caster, okay? He's a bass guy. I'd take, like, a drifting rod for him and set him up with, you know, a bait caster so he could do the same thing I'm doing, pinning, you know, just let it go. Just but tether the backwards. Well, I have a the retrieve that you would always want which is abnormal for bait casters some guys do it but a lot of guys they they flip they cast it with their right you know what i mean it, it's opposite because they're going to reel with their right Wait. hand you have your reel what side on left side on a bait caster yeah it, you could buy them like that i mean that's not the normal wait so wait they the, only uh, made bait casters with uh, right hand retrieve until God knows, years ago. And then there were very few left-handers, and nobody even used them because they were used to the other ones. You see what I'm saying, Chad? He was having an I, issue with, with like, his cast or something, so he's fucking it up. He gave it to me with a bird's nest on it that you could not get out. And I'm like, okay, so we're retiring you, this. You, you use your left hand with the bait caster? With the bait you, caster, I've never used one with a left reel, no. Always a right reel. Yeah, mo most times you're going to run into it on a spinning so, reel left. Yes. So Lower. you're, so you're using your actions with like your whatever you're using. Your left wrist. Yeah. You. you wow. You use the I don't think I would like that as much. <laughs> I want my actions to be made with my right hand, no matter what. I don't. You know. mean like setting yeah. the hook action? Like, like any of them. Any of them. All of them. Like, like the twitches. Your, the twitches. The brushing your teeth. Beating like, off. Yeah, beating off. I can't do this shit with my left hand. It's. It's a, it, I mean, Chad's a you bass fish a lot. You could probably attest it's a lot easier with the left hand than it would be with the right. Yeah, absolutely. But thing was, is he he did not know how to do it. He did. I I he he just got it in a tangle that I was like, holy fuck, bud. So I set that rod down, and then I was eventually able to get it out with a little patience the second try. So wait, <laughs> did you have the bait caster on this? crappie noodle rod no 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 oh, no okay. i had that on the fucking like a big ugly stick like a nine foot ugly stick yeah it's fucking oh that'd have been great oh no we had all kind of gear going we on there was so much different shit there was just beads getting thrown everywhere fucking switching colors left and right nothing was happening uh, and, and in fact we hadn't seen no boats really catch no. any fish we it wasn't yeah. us. It, it no, wasn't the spot. No, it was a <laughs> day that i think the, the flows were low so fish were not feeding in there you know, they, they could be in other places and, and still have that relief, you know, so they weren't by us. Guys were getting a few in the boats, you know. Yeah, my buddy I know, he guides up there, and I asked him how he was doing, and like normal, he's picking them up because he's read the graphs, and, you know, he's been there before. So, 
yeah, they don't have slow days. They can a little bit, but they're out to get these people to fish, and fuck, it's zero degrees. They on can have boat. slow days. They can't have no days. Yeah, none of that shit. None of that shit. But uh, we fished over another spot. We walked down, so we pretty much got to walk past everybody in that whole general section to see and talk to what you know what was going on, and it just wasn't going fucking on. So. You know, seen it. I seen you like a Jehovah Witness going down the back. Yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Can I, bother you? can I trade you some beads? What's so, going on? So the the guy that we low hold <clears throat> at the the last. I part, asked him. Jay said, I, "I said, I can I come?" But I didn't tell him I have five buddies with me. He said, "Can I come and fish down here?" And he said, "I'm yes. fishing to the rock." He, he said, said, "I'm, I'm drifting to that rock." He said, "You see that log there? I'm drifting to that log." And Jay said, "I'll go right below the log." And oh my God. Jace stood in that log, and that guy's drift hit Jace in the boot, I think, three times. Oh, he was slapping the bobber, man. He was thump, plumping it. Probably been sitting on the same rock all day, but this, the flow was so slow in the near shore that I think fish, you know, bait were, wasn't there. You know what I mean? So it was a low water day. Uh, you slid could, out a little further. Yeah, you could hit all the drifts, but those fish were sitting somewhere else. We did it. We did it. Actually, I think John threw some hardware for a minute and had a fish yeah, come he had, up. He had one swipe at it right at, so, right at his feet. <clears throat> yeah, there, that would have already been a better option to hook up more for our time wasted, you know, yeah. bead fishing. All kind of fun when it's not happening, right? And then, like, 1 o'clock, we're like, Ryan, can we go somewhere else? Like, where can we go? Pulling teeth to get Chad you. A- Chad asked if he could pry me away. And I, I said, I said Jace, well, I don't really mind. There's nothing happening. I said, Jace, let's go somewhere else. Let's get these guys into something. <clears throat> and we went to uh, a smaller option. <clears throat> on and, the way home, on the way back. Yeah. Uh, Lake cool Erie? place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool, cool little place. I mean, down in a deep, deep gorge. It was crazy when we walked over the hill because got, it got steep and we kind of went a little ways. And then we it opened up and you could see and we had like three more times that to go. I'm like, holy fuck. And, and that, it was steep. My cousin Chris didn't have any waders. So we were limited on where we could go, but we get there and what? Right, or, uh, Johnny hooks up. Or, uh, hooks up. He steals a bobber from you. Yeah, you tied him up. I put and on no, two not... beadhead sucker spawns for him. I don't. Were them sucker spawns or were they bread flies? They were sucker spawns. Oh, because they look they look pretty long haired. If you ask me, <laughs> these things were big. They, they were, were big. They were on like a size ten hook. Yeah, they were big. Fluffy. Big for me, I guess. Hey, but. No, he hooked up, and, and actually the fucked up thing was is I'm, like, watching his drift. I'm like, just hit this line, you know, because there was a nice channel right on us, you know, right on the edge, and you were able to hit it between. You've seen the big rock there, but you've seen the green. You, you, the fish were there, you know. Sure. And uh, he put it right where it needed to be, and the bobber was down. I'm like, hey, buddy, set, set it up. And, like, we're looking at him, and, and he sets, but he had a shorter rod. He didn't have a noodle rod, so I'm sure that was probably the issue there with not getting a good hookup. But I was like, is that a fish? He's like, that was a fish. But he put two and two together and was able to hook up, boom, right again after that, yeah. not long. What, maybe four or five minutes later, he hooked up. He went, zip, 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 zip. And Ryan was there. Ryan netted it right up. Man, beautiful brown trout. That was that brown? was the first fish Dude, I didn't know yeah. it was a brown. I was over there worried about my shit trying to catch something and... I didn't know. I didn't even get to look at it, man. It was a fucking sweet-looking fish. Yeah, that was a pretty fish. And then, uh, what? Next, I took Chris's rod from him, the the noodle rod. And I was like, here, try this drift right in front of you, man. And I did this, and I looked back, looked at him. I looked back, and my barber was gone. I was like, oh, shit. Set the hook, and I had one on, too. 
on the same the same bread flies same bread flies same, <laughs> same bread same bread suckers. same white and i moved away from white dude i used to use white like it was going out of style and that it's just not really a color i'm into i mean uh, it's a, <laughs> no kidding jace it's a dead egg I, I, <laughs> hey if you could be into clear then I, that's where i'd be i like clear people actually people who don't exist egg, egg yarn calls it cream they don't call it white cream okay it's i cream. like the creme <laughs> the so, lotion color. No cream in his coffee. But, dude, it was picking fish up here. And uh, what I... Well, actually, your fish took a fly for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took the... Uh, I gave him... The crystal yeah, method. he was fishing a single. Was he fishing a bead over there? He was bead fishing, I think, still from the mm. big river. Yes. Did, and uh, I was like, here, just tie him this dropper on with this weighted crystal meth. So... You didn't have it on for a couple minutes, and Chad pulls that fish on that. So them fish were kind of keyed in on the, the white was, or something, man. And he, I think it was just something new. Was the water there clear, or what was the clarity eh, like? It had a little green tint, but them line, you know, it was from was the it lower. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other guys were hooking up, man. They uh, there were some across. pinners over there just crushing steelhead, crushing them. Oh yeah, they were. If they didn't the hook, hook fourteen each, they didn't hook one. Yeah, they hooked definitely. 10 fish, you know, but they walked up and down the bank because they were where we ended up fishing at, and they were like, oh, we're going to wait around. They ended up right across from us, but they walked up and down the bank. This one guy proceeded to lay into them a bunch of times. Like, he, like I was watching him, and he knew they were fish. He was setting a hook on them like fucking like a, a whip, like bam, and just <laughs> stealing them. Like, oh, I'm enjoying this show. Like, it's cool to watch people set the hook, you know? But uh, So you got that fish to the shore. Yeah. And then I'm like, don't grab the line. And what do you do next? I grab the line. I, I, I reach out and touch it. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, was a, it was a foot away offshore. It didn't matter if you caught it or not, but you caught it. So yeah. next time we're going to, we're going to. You reshuffle. Yeah. We're going to, you got to approach from the rear, get that fish's head on the bank halfway at least, beach them on their side first. That's when you kick them. Then you, then you like get your, get your feet <laughs> in the, the Mr. Get your feet like a Mr. Potato yeah. Potato head, want, like I thought you'd want together. to get him on I side. Saw, I saw Jace's like, dad do that, and the fish wasn't even on a line. <laughs> I, th I think that was your dad. <laughs> it might have been. Who knows? They're both there. I, I, I think it was dark, and I think I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I was just a spectator of the yeah, sport we like back five. then. <laughs> yeah, we were just learning yeah. <laughs> how to not do it. So <laughs> How to ear shuffle fish. Yeah. That's how you do it, kids. Well, Watch I mean, this. They were salmon and didn't belong there. Yeah. <laughs> But Chad, he, he, so he, you know, after he fumbles and breaks the fish off, he sticks his arm in there and gets it all nice and wet. I'm like, okay. But yeah, counts. Yeah. Yeah. I could. Oh, no. Actually, I did catch a fish. I almost forgot about that. Yeah. I, remember hitting the rocks. Yeah. It was, it was right. I'm standing like in a rock outcrop that was almost sticking out of water. So I didn't really want to go back to shore because I had to wade deeper to get back and uh, had this fish. It come up, didn't fight for shit. All the other fish were. Fighters. This was like a male or something. Them it, females were scrapping. It was a hair bigger than Chris's. Yeah, it, it didn't fight. I pulled it right up to me. It, it ate a frosted. I had like a frosted chartreuse bead. So they were keyed in on that white. That's why I put that color bead on. And I picked one up, but it wasn't shit 20 incher. But John breaks off his double rig. So I tie him an, another crystal meth on. Five minutes later, he's into another fish right before dark. And this is a like a solid thick steelhead probably a good seven and a half pounder it was giving him a the, run for that was his a, money. the darker male was that a no male? no it was freshy huh. yeah fresh yeah. that was a fresh fat female 
that he caught right there before we left, but he was tickled. Fuck, he caught. Yeah, I was like, dude, I didn't know you caught that brow. I see the picture. I'm like, oh, I'm jealous now, man. I was like, you caught the fish I wanted, but he had he had a blast. So that place has a lot of those, man. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you definitely nice one run up too. Of, yeah, it's a nice run of browns. I think that was the first New York Lake Erie fish I caught. Lake Erie runs still. I think I don't know. I may have stopped some places with your dad before, but I don't. I've never fished out that way. None of those trips. So it's a nice. It's a nice place. Yeah. We went to I think where you got your engagement pictures taken. I'm not sure if that's where I caught. I caught decent couple I, of smallmouth in the spring. I actually too. actually fished downriver on that that river uh, after his wedding, after Ryan's wedding in the spring, and caught some smallmouth. The last bridge before the lake i wasn't sure where i was at he told me to go where there's a you know like he told me to go to that place and i didn't understand where to go and i was like oh, i was at another bridge i was looking for where you were talking about he's like oh okay yeah you were down here but it was pretty you know stacked with small i've seen a guy catch a seen a guy catch a like a hog four and a half pounder out of this <laughs> hole and i stripped a couple up on a clouser so they get a big run just like anywhere here yeah you know erie up into ohio with the spring but yeah, that was a cool place. Yeah, Thanks for showing us, Ryan. Every one of them would get it just like a steelhead would, wouldn't it? Yeah, they should. Yeah. If they can get in there, yeah. No, that, dude, I I mean, it could be love or hate to fish clear water because that's just imagine uh, Elk Creek when there's no no water in it and how gin that is. It, I mean, either you're good at it or you're not. I mean, yeah. it sucks. I'm not sure they all got, I mean, obviously resin. I, I remember picking off a few in September up there looking for steelhead. Well, just, they stacked, dude. You'll believe some numbers. I mean, that's our buddy goes and gets them. But yeah, we want to shout out Queen City Guiding again, yeah, man. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you very much for showing us another another option because we were getting getting yeah we were getting, getting schooled. Getting <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was all right. Sometimes you got to work for them, and sometimes they just jump up right into your boot, like huh, like our dads showed us when we were kids. <laughs> yep. No problem. Mainly in November, though. <laughs> yeah, you better go in November. <laughs> no, that I've come to the conclusion for Niagara fishing, I ain't going to say I won't go. I'll go anytime. I kind of like it there. It's a challenge at all times, you know, and days you catch them, you, you really relish in it. But October, November, April, and May, I, outside, if you're a steelheader or want to go catch the subspecies of Whatever you're catching up there. Salmon. Sure, we'll hit on the float afterwards. But you're speaking of jumping in the boot. I got to hit on this muskie before. Uh, what was that, Wednesday? Because we floated, what, Thursday? Thursday? So Wednesday I went out and I took Jim. You guys been going with me Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you on foot? Yeah, we're on foot. <clears throat> so we're hit our main spots going through. And it's kind of like, I don't really know where I kind of want to go. But I'm kind of thinking because it wasn't right. Everything got rain, but it was low. I'm like, I want to go to where I can just go mess around with timber at. So I get him set in this open spot, and I go walking up further. And there's these couple trees that are down, and water's real low. So you got to figure there's – like if the leader's in my rod tip and I touch straight down, I'm hitting bank. So I'm jigging it through, and I hear tick, tick, and then rod gets tight, and I look down, and the rod's bowed in half, doing nothing, like I'm stuck on the log. I look down, and there is this fish head shaking. Holding your shit. It's head <laughs> shaking, but it's stuck underneath this little stick that came out. And at like the same time, the hook pulls out. I slap the fly back down. The fish comes undone there. 
he spins around and eats it again. And at this point, he's directly underneath me. So the only thing I can do, I'm thinking, is like, I can't strip set trout him. Trout set him. I trout <laughs> set him, and I lift him completely up out of the water. Head shakes, hook comes loose. And I'm like, bah, 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 slap the fly down, and it eats it again. So at this point, the fish is looking directly at me, and it's still right below me. I can't strip down. So I'm waiting. I look back at Jim. I'm like, come over here with a net. And I'm talking to him, watching this fish, and it turns real slow. And I'm talking like six, eight, ten seconds. He starts walking over, and then the fly poop, comes right outside of its mouth. you got to be kidding me. So I immediately just rip it right back up, slap it right back down. He swims right up and eats it. At this point, <laughs> he's just enough out of the rod tip that I can strip set him. I like hit him, lift him straight up. He's there with the net. We put you him spray in. Spray it with anus. I have never seen a fish. He got hooked. Uh, WD forty. <laughs> WD forty. Yep. Dude, they don't. They don't care. I mean, twice it, that fish was dead hooked and hooked. I mean, a small one. He was low. Yeah, but most times he wanted to be caught. Yeah, 20, well, they're twenty-seven or they're something. not even going to eat that bait until it is completely dead laying there and this time attempt potentially you know what i mean he just wanted to kill it that was something else but that was the only fish we saw for the morning and i mean it was slow other than that but to see that one that kind of made the morning that was fish was stupid and insane need a tact cam oh. <laughs> uh, and you know what i right want to take the gopro and it won't turn yeah. on a son of a bee mm-hmm. and you have a newer one too don't you that's what was it cold or no i don't know we've went through like three of these sevens now they just Quit working. Oh, don't say I'm that. Not, I just got my son, or Santa just got my son. I'm an not eight. too cool to. Hopefully the eight's better. Not even cool enough to have a, or I got a GoPro. I'm not cool enough to be on the GoPro eight team has anymore. the one. I think it relapsed, so it doesn't, after like 20 minutes, if you don't do nothing or stop Shit's it. Shit's not easy. Doesn't it start back over? I don't delete know. So it doesn't kill the memory card? That's cool. I think that's the eight. Maybe eight or nine does that. Nine's the newest. Ten's the newest. Oh, oh is I it? I thought there was but a ten, yeah. Yeah, the ten doesn't have it. It's one of the older ones. It's either the eight or the nine that has that. Okay. I also took my son and my cousin's boy steelhead fishing on Wednesday. So Did you Mark, watch the water get high. Uh we got or there. Was it? We got there and it was high. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, did you? Oh yeah. It did was, you go to? Uh, we went to the, the little one that you and me know, mm-hmm. and then we went to a littler one further west. Mm-hmm. And uh, we saw zero fish. We saw one guy at the Littler Creek said he had caught a couple, like. Way he, we walked pretty far. We went half a mile up, hmm. which is pretty far with an eight-year-old and a thirteen-year-old. He went a mile past me, hmm. so and he said he didn't catch him until he got way up. But uh, it, it was fun. Um, my son made he got a day or a, a day stopper, not in his line, because he got a new fly rod for Christmas too. Oh yeah, so he took it out. Not I, in the fly line. No, in the leader, <laughs> oh, okay. but like around the rod. Yeah. He was fishing a double, <laughs> double, in, or a double sucker spawn with a bobber, and yeah. you know how the you finagulator. <laughs> you know how they get messed up. And then <laughs> one wrong, you throw a swing. couple split shot on there, and there you go. Oh, it's an a-, a mess. It's asking <clears throat> to be knotted. So uh, I told my son, I said, "You have one rule today." I said, "Dad doesn't normally give you rules, but it's December. It's cold. Don't get wet." So we were in that creek to the west. He was swimming in it with his waders on. Him and my cousin's boy were they're throwing each other in, swimming. I said, you guys are fucking idiots. And uh, we got to catch these guys some fucking fish, man. You, uh, you got to focus somewhere else. You can't be doing that. 
Well, I, I want to take him somewhere small where the if that did happen, yeah, it, it was you'll grow up enough. and like have to hang out with weird old Indian guys and cut ice uh, holes in <laughs> ice and like oh we're going ice frost balls fucking dipping. But there is one thing I wanted to bring up to you, Jace, uh, right above the Route Twenty Bridge, on. Don't the, disclose all these great tributaries on Lake Erie's shoreline. On fuck those spots. <laughs> on uh, New Year, new uh, spot burns. But there's a, a fresh bagel joint. Fresh bagels. Yeah, man. Any meat they, in there? Yes, you can get fresh bagel sandwiches, sausage, sausage egg and, and shit. sausage oh, egg and cheese yeah. sandwich, five dollars. It, it, it's really? not that. It's just like a mom and pop or JT's bagels. So we ain't got it. We ain't got to eat pizza from fucking. Uh, we, we were on our way to Flying J to get some some McMuffins, and I saw that and I said, Roop. "Put the brakes on, what? turn around." In you said it was Ohio right or on, PA? Right on twenty. Ohio. Right on twenty there. Yeah, oh, in, okay. in the town. Hmm. Uh, before you get to the town. So so on the coming on, in from five right there, yes. like before you get to the bridge, then right at the bridge. Cool. Oh, cool. Have to check yeah. it out. So right in the spot. Yeah, go man. get your bagels, yeah. JT bag. Oh, are they good? Oh my god, yeah. For five dollars, it was the best homemade bagel sandwich I've had. I'll take a Booyah. break for that. And you can get them on different flavor bagels. Oh, it's so much better, so much better than going to McDonald's. It, absolutely, give me an everything bagel, and you support local. See, I I didn't go everything. I went cheddar jalapeno, and uh, bu- 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 Aiden went garlic. So it's like it's like Subway bagels, but fresh made. But I mean, they you're, do it you're, fresh. You're picking it all right there. Like, just get to kind of dress your own sandwiches, or it's no, not it's sausage, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, so that it's like a yeah, what you would get but everywhere you get to pick else. Your but bagel, yeah, yeah gotcha, gotcha. I'm telling you, man, that's where it was at. Hmm. That made the trip. That that put the kids in a good mood, so they could go swimming. Oh, dude, I bet you if you got like a cinnamon raisin, what the with, hell were you doing way bacon? over there? Well, oh we were gonna, man, there's I no, love it. There's no gas stations around the, around the candy oh, shop. Egg and bacon. So I was gonna go over to Flying J. All day. Gotcha. All day. <clears throat> Get some of that cheap stuff. Yeah. That cheap Ohio uh, truck drink. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, um, if gas prices are bad where you're at, come to Ohio. Come to Ohio. That's all we got. Cheap I gas. Spent- Cheap, unregulated gas. I spent $70 on gas yesterday in Pennsylvania. Holy shit, dude. I spent 55 today, and I have a fucking little tiny car. Yeah. Or not a car, but a little crossover. It's nothing. I haven't been to work in 10 days. That's the only That's the only reason I'm looking to go back. The cheapest is- I've drove by. <laughs> listen, the cheapest I've seen, well, PA's outlandish. New York was cheaper than PA. Um, we stopped 270 the is what the, I've seen the cheapest in Ohio. And that was a couple weeks back. I think I paid a little more the other day, but that's pretty cheap, man, considering where some places are. And fuck, I can't pay five bucks. You'd be killing me. Yeah, man. Yeah, we stopped at the res on the way home from New York, too. Got some fine cigars, some cheap cigarettes. I think, bro, I could. I think I, it's where my wife's car, uh, where her mirror got broken. What happened? Uh, there's a cover on the mirrors on the backs of the, or the fronts of the mirrors. Did like push it off a little bit? You, you remember we parked right beside Man, that bunch black, of idiots, that black truck that had the the infant in it and no other person. Yeah, I think the infant came out and the baby stole my my mirror cover. No shit. I think so. Didn't just fall off. It might have, but I'm gonna blame it on the baby. Fucking <laughs> was like, Man, see what happens when you leave your infant alone in a vehicle. <laughs> See what happens? Yeah. Hey, baby, hey, start stealing hey, shit. <laughs> Go. So are we. 
So I got mouse to feed. So that baby mm. took your shit, went back in that car, started crying and acting normal yeah. again. <laughs> acting like a baby. <laughs> it won't catch me now. I'm right back into a fucking disguise of baby, baby thief. <laughs> fucking crazy, man. Put a bottle back in his mouth. So on that, let's uh let's get rolling. Give uh, Dustin a call. Sound good, Sounds guys? Sounds great. All right, guys. I'm going to get the clapping and he and his boys going to be yapping to the captain and there I go trapped in a Kit Kat again back through the system with the riffraff again beans on the floor scratching again paparazzi with the camera snapping them DA try to give a nigga shaft again half a mil bell because I'm African all because this fool was harassing them and we are back with Dustin Hines what's going on my brother how we doing guys doing very good tonight man hey so what's up What's going on in your world this evening? This evening, it's uh, it's cocktails and tying flies after I get off work. So uh, nothing too uh, too exciting and extravagant. That sounds like fun. Cocktails yeah. always make everything better. Yes. Like basement whiskey. You got a uh, like a brick flask. You pull it out the wall. <laughs> just just hidden compartments in my, <laughs> my cabinets, my fly tying cabinets here. So. We're doing some uh, closet drinking tonight. <laughs> That's the best kind of drinking. Yeah. As long as I stay on the couch, she won't know I'm snoring. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So, hey, uh, first off, let's start off with something relatively new for you. Um, yeah. You just made a starter kit for someone. What uh, what went into that? Um. Well, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I dink around a little bit too much on uh, Facebook and, and, uh, I was just cruising through one of the gear sites and I saw this kid posted a picture of a, of a muskie and, uh, I got on there to comment like, Hey, congratulations. First musky type thing or whatever. And, uh, he had blacked out the background cause he didn't want to hotspot his area. And it is what it is, man. You do what you, you do what you want. But these dudes were just, just ripping this kid apart. And, uh, and he, you're talking like a 15, 16 year old kid. So uh, I reached out to him because one of the pictures you got a, a pickerel, a uh, chain pickerel with a fly rod. And I reached out to him and I, I kind of backed him up a little bit on the page a little bit, jumped down that other dude's throat for tearing him up and uh, and then reached out to him. And then he started talking to me about musky fishing on the fly. I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of what I do. So uh, so we got talking back and forth on Messenger and whatnot, and he was wanting to get into it. And, and uh, I always... I always have a couple extra rods or two and I had a predator 11 weight that I've used for a number of years and caught a lot of fish on, but obviously, you know, uh, I've kind of switched gears on my rods that kind of upgraded on my rods with the, the chippy sticks. And, uh, he's like, well, I need a rod. I said, well, I got a rod. And I said, I'll, I'll give it to you for next to nothing. And then he's like, well, what kind of reel? And so we went back and forth. So anyways, I started putting this kit together for him and, uh, I don't know, I get, I get pretty generous and, warm-hearted when it comes to getting kids or noobs into the, the sport of musky fishing so i just started throwing stuff and just piling up piling up and i threw some smallmouth flies in there too just to i know he's fishing for pickerel and different things like that and the the muskies he's going after it's out in your area he's not that far from you so he may be contacting you um but uh anyways i guess it's all it's all tiger muskies where he's at he just caught his uh pb today um, he sent me a message. He just caused PB today. It was like a 42 inch tiger muskie, which that's freaking awesome. Hell yeah, man. That's cool <laughs> shit. 
and he's throwing gear and he's throwing bait and stuff like that. But that's that's all good. He's got the interest, so it's got you got you got to start that fire somewhere. So yeah, you say I, he's just a fifteen year old kid. I, he's like a fifteen or sixteen year old kid. He's young. I didn't really ask him what his age was. I thought that'd be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how old are you, young man? <laughs> Not old enough yet, pal. Just he, he looks he looks young. So you know, I got I got a I got a little rod. I got a rod. I got a new reel line. I got uh, 40, 40 flies, musky and. And smallmouth and a reel loaded up with uh, backing and everything. So I'm going to punch that out to him tomorrow. And I threw a, a little swag in there, a bunch of stickers and, and whatnot. So, yeah, nice. hopefully I'll start the fire and get him into the sport and ruin his life like it's done the rest of ours. So <laughs> Hell yeah, it has. <laughs> He'll hit me later. But uh, <laughs> he, he thinks he's getting the better end of the deal here, but uh, not so much. <laughs> as long as everyone's happy, it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. His first... Uh, his first fishless day and his second fishless day and his first fishless month and second fishless month. And it's not <laughs> Keep <laughs> at like, it. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> oh, we've, we've all been there. Oh, dude. I, I got ruined. Like I said, back when I started long, long time ago, I went out for the very first time. I got three, my first trip. I was absolutely ruined. I went almost a year after that hard fishing for a year and, until I got my, my fourth fish so yeah no some people some people work for it out of the start some people get the horseshoe right out of the bat and then they soon find out but yeah no most recent getting that kid going so i i'm i'm a big time pay it forward type of a person um i wouldn't be where i'm at fly fishing fly tying if it wasn't for for people that took me out of their wing and, and helped me out and gave me stuff or gave me knowledge. So I, I feel very, and no one's ever asked for anything in return. You know, any, anybody in the fly world that's ever given me anything has never asked me for anything in return. And uh, my way of doing the same thing and paying them back is, is, you know, emulating that. So yeah, it's big, it's big in my book. Absolutely, man. That's a solid move. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you also became a, a new raft owner since the last yeah. time we've spoken. Yeah, back in May. Um, I don't know. I, I got thinking last year, um, you know, COVID didn't help uh, last year. Well, going two years back now because we just got into another year. But two years ago, um, all of our state parks and state lakes and everything shut down. So I had a 16-foot, real nice 16-foot tracker boat that uh, with a 25 to fish our small lakes and Bought it back in 2013 to, you know, chase some fish on these local lakes here. And uh, it just sat in the driveway because all these parks were shut down. And I just got realizing, I was like, man, I had that thing on the water like maybe two or three times in the last year. I said, this is this is worthless. But see, our river stayed open because they're not state owned. Well, I mean, obviously they're in the state, but they're not state parks to where they could shut them down. They're not maintained by the state Right, right. So we uh, we spent a lot of time on the rivers because we couldn't get into our state parks and state lakes. So uh, I thought, this is stupid. You know, I was like, I'm going to get rid of this boat. I only had it on the water. So I ended up selling it to one of my best buddies, uh, musky buddies, because he wanted a, la- a boat he could take up to Minnesota and Wisconsin and fish some of these lakes that he fishes. So I sold it to him, made a good deal there. So, you know, anytime I want to you know, use it or jump in it and fish with him. I've got that access to it, but I sold it to him for a pretty good price and then uh, made the, pulled the trigger on a raft. Um, I had some very specific things that I was looking for in a raft because uh, we do fish a lot of rivers around here and, and we don't have, there's no ramps. I mean, it's, it's pretty much carry in, carry out. We don't have any ramps on our rivers. So I wanted something that I could, you know, with two or three guys get into the water and get it out of the water. Otherwise I'd have a drift boat. If we had rafts, I'd, I'd go to the, or uh, 
ramps. But uh, so, yeah, um, and like I said, I did a lot of research early on and I knew what I was getting into and I knew the, you know, what I was going to have to deal with and the process of getting it and waiting and, and that sort of thing, but made it happen in May and, and uh, didn't know whether I made the right decision, but I loaded my boy up and we headed north and went up to Michigan and picked up a hooligan. Uh, actually, it's a hooligan XL. I wanted something a little bit bigger because everybody in my family is a little bit bigger and I wanted something stable. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> big, big. I'm, I'm six foot three and 230 yeah. pounds. All right. I'm not, I'm not like. Yeah, you're not Noompa Loompa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I have had some of them in there, man. And if you want to talk about working the sticks, good Lord, man. You, my boss is a big man. I took him out smallmouth fishing and, and, uh, this past summer I helped uh, a, a good buddy of mine who guides and, and uh, he didn't have enough space. So I said, yeah, I'll, dude, I'll, whatever, man, I'll come out and help you. And, and he had a couple big, big clients and I threw him in my raft. I'm like, good Lord, man. And I, I thought that was like a lot. And then the next week we went again with the same group of guys and it was on a smaller body of water where I couldn't take the raft on. And I did it in a canoe and I, I pulled, I, I pushed one stroke with my canoe paddle and I took one look over at him and he was in another canoe with one of his clients. And my eyes got like as big as saucers. I'm like, good Lord, man, what am I getting into? Uh, <laughs> 400 pounds of, of beastly man in the front of my canoe. And I'm like, good Lord, this is, yeah, this is going to be a long day. So, <laughs> riding, anyways. riding nose wheelies all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so no, it's uh, I wanted something a little bit bigger. I wanted a single pace frame, and and uh, like I said I did my research. I actually reached out to Mark because you guys, you guys uh, beat me to it, and reached out to Mark, talked to him a little bit as far as what I need to look into getting. And uh, going back, I would only change one thing. They uh, they make a duck bill on the front, and I really want a duck bill on the front for throwing a cooler, or a stripping basket, just standing on and fishing. I tell you what, uh, I've been strapping the big uh, 45 Yeti right onto the um, uh, motor mount right in the back. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I I, yeah. I put, I've got a gearbox that I put in the back of mine. Like, um, do you watch that Heights Wandering on, on uh, YouTube? I do like what he does with the gearbox in the back. But um, I want that duck built in the front because I think that'd be cool. I'm, I'm stability. You know, we stand up in a fishing canoe. So I wanted that to stand on when I was, you know, yeah. great sort of thing. Get Rip. out there in the front of the action. So. River Rat makes a platform that for the front of theirs. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I kind of looked into, well, I looked into several different brands. I think, honestly, God, I'm, I'm diehard on these rafts right now. Um, I'm thinking about going with like a two man one just for, uh, just for little trips. Cause most of the time I fish with me and another guy and then, but I wanted that option to be able to take either me and a guy and gear to like camp on the river. Cause, um, we did some overnight trips, but I want to really get into like the two and the three and the four day trips. Um, and I wanted to have enough room for, you know, gear and, and sleeping bags and food and whatnot. So that bigger raft was more my style. But it's a bear sometimes, man. It's it's and God forbid I ever run into a log jam and gotta take that thing apart and carry it through the woods. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Typically we scout them with a canoe first and make sure there's no log jams and then we cut like, okay, yeah, we can definitely do this in the raft. We took it through some skinny, skinny stuff this year though. Um They're impressive how how low they uh, how they draft. Oh yeah, the, the skinny oh, yeah. sheet you can take them over. 
Oh, dude, if you should, if you could see some of the creeks we fish for, and they're creeks, they're legitimately creeks. We we fish for smallmouth, and we're getting. You know, if we didn't get the quality fish out of them, we wouldn't be doing it. But we're getting, you know, seventeen, eighteen, and fish on the regular out of these little tiny creeks. And uh, yeah, I got I got two or three different buddies that I fish with, and one guy he's he's pretty knowledgeable. So when I when I throw a crazy idea out there, he's like, "No, nah, dude, ain't doing it." But then I got another guy that he's real trusting and whatnot. And I crazy <laughs> out there. He's like, dude, I'm all in. So one of those little all in, if he says he's all in, it, it, it typically ends real bad. <laughs> we took the raft. It was me and him and then uh, my boy and, and his boy. We took this raft and we'd been fishing this little tiny creek and we've been doing really well. But there's like this whole stretch that we've never even explored. I said, let's do it from bridge all the way to the other you know well there was like seven bridges in between but anyways to this other main bridge that we know about he's like dude i'm all in i said okay so we started at 6 30 in the morning you know we started at 6 30 in the morning and we didn't get off the water till almost nine o'clock that night and it was 13 hours or not 13 miles and oh, shit. 13 miles like we were doing like when we went to wisconsin we were doing 10 on the regular we were doing 10 miles a day but on that little creek holy smokes man the last literally the last two hours i was like dude we gotta start paddling because it's gonna be it's gonna be midnight before we get out of here you know yeah full but, dark yeah, my my arms were just freaking jelly after that so we definitely learned a lesson that was we bit off way too much way too much on that little creek but we caught a ton of fish had a good time yeah, good <laughs> so, good time rules everything yeah oh yeah no it was uh it was definitely an adventure but no the raft's been really good um i'm totally a raft junkie now uh, just given our style of waters and whatnot. And we've, I did, let's see this last year. Um, we just took it out for the last time uh, at the end of the year. And so I got it out and we did 48, we did 48 floats last year. So, um, and it wasn't until towards the end that I realized I was rowing the damn thing wrong. Anyways, I'll correct that. What, what do you mean <laughs> rowing it wrong? Well, I thought those oar stops, those little rubber donuts. I've never rowed a boat before. I've never rowed a you know drift boat or anything like that. Did you I have them below those, the oar locks? Wait, I thought you guys rode. No, I didn't have them below. I had them. I had the 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 little I don't know the little cleats or whatever, whatever you put the oars in. Yeah, the oar locks. Yeah. Okay. So then you got the little rubber donut. Yeah. I was resting that rubber donut on the oar lock. Okay. The whole time I'm rowing. And so I posted a picture on the hooligan site because those those little donuts are just worn all the shit. And I was like, hey, is this normal? Is this normal wear? And like all these dudes are like, no, that's not normal. No, that's not normal. And then some genius writes in, hey, dumbass, you're rowing wrong. <laughs> you're not supposed to be rowing with them against it. You're supposed to have them up about six to eight inches. You're not supposed to be putting them right on it. I'm like, oh, okay. So now I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, I've been doing it for a year like that. It's worked, but I'm not getting all the advantage. Like I need, I need some rowing practice. I feel as though I do okay on our slower rivers, but I need some, uh, some practice rowing is like with some, like some sort of instruction on how to maneuver the boat with, you know, pulling the oars up and doing different maneuvers and, that's all right. Me. If you're me, your buddies won't teach you. They don't yeah. give a fuck. And they'll let you. They'll let you wear rubber down till the, your dick burns. <laughs> they, they laugh at me because I can't fucking row, and they don't take me because I can't fucking row. And then my buddy, my good buddy Ryan Evans, another 
guy who knows how to row. He one day he seen me. He's like, "Oh, you got a scop? Is that what it's called? What, what what's a what's the front move where the, you the crab walk or the skull crab or skull? No, where you hook under yeah. to keep your straightness. Sure, sure. The crab walk. Sure, crab walk. Okay, well, no, or crab no don't show me shit. They're like, "Oh, you don't got to row that to keep us straight. You got to just do this." And I'm like, "Thank you." After yeah. a year, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. No, I got a lot to learn. I got a lot to learn. And, and, um, when we were up in Wisconsin, I, I invited a gunner. What's that? Dude, there's so many moves. There's, there's all kind of shit oh, yeah. you need to learn, man. But, um, no, I invited gunner to come down and fish with us and, and just watching him on the sticks. And I didn't realize that he's been rowing a boat since he was like eight years old. He was doing some like wizardry shit in those oars. I'm like, what the hell are you doing now? He had like one cocked up and one cocked down. And he's like, and, and but he was able to keep us like right in a position. I'm like, okay, I've never seen that. Move you mean before. cocked up as in under the the bow of the boat? And yeah, one doing a back row. Yeah, I don't know what he, he was doing. That's, some wicked shit though. That, but uh, that's yeah, a, that's a crab walk or the. Yeah. So that that's a definitely an effective. Uh, yeah. I I use that way more than I do double back row. Oh, absolutely. I I typically just back row like one side of the other and then all front row and yeah yeah I I like I said I get myself down the river and and everybody I fish with you know they get their casts in and and whatnot but when we were on those Wisconsin rivers it'd been nice to know some of those tricks because some of those are a lot faster than the river most of the stuff we fish here is pretty slow so you know we rarely get into a hairy situation I just I just flail around and keep my butt away from danger right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait. Danger. That, if there's anything I do know about rowing, that's that's what I know. So. And you pick 13 mile floats on slow rivers, slow moving yeah. stuff. Super oh, slow. Dust yeah. and dust, dust <laughs> and dust. <laughs> it was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, the one saving grace is the little creek empties out into a main river. And the reason we fish these little creeks is because our main rivers get completely blown out, but yet these little creeks will clear up a lot quicker. So once we hit the river, it was running like at 6,000 CFS, which is again, a lot for our littler rivers. Um, and so once we hit that, it was like nothing but like chocolate milk and whole trees floating down the river. And, and we just scooted after that. And we kind of knew that we, once we got to that river, we were good. And we only had about another three miles to go. But yeah, it was it was brutal. It was not a one of my prouder moments. That's for prouder decisions, anyways. And did you use your raft this year mainly for smallmouth fishing? Primarily smallmouth. It wasn't. Let's see. Um, my buddy John caught the first. Yeah, the first smallmouth caught out of it. Uh, literally the first trip that we took and the first smallmouth was a 20 inch smallmouth. So that was pretty cool. Um, and that was literally like the only fish that we caught that day, but it was just weird. <laughs> the first fish caught my raft was a 20 inch smallmouth. Um, and then it wasn't until, shit, it wasn't until October before the first muskie was caught out of it. And my buddy Mickey caught the first muskie out of it. Um, and then it was on like Donkey Kong because typically that's the way it is. So we'll, we'll musky fish in the spring. We get super hot and then we quit musky fishing. We smallmouth fish all summer. And then it's like September, late September, October. We're back to musky fishing. And then we just bang, 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 bang. So it will go, you know, three, four months without catching a musky. And then all of a sudden it's just, okay, every trip we're catching like two and three each time just because that's the way it works in this this game but um yeah the first muskie didn't i got the raft in may the first muskie didn't get caught until october and that was after it went to wisconsin for two let's see now we were up there for six days i guess 
yeah, we took the raft up for uh, six days and didn't boat a single muskie, and that was rough, absolutely rough. But uh, we caught we caught smallmouth, we caught pike, but it was just we just picked a picked a bad time uh, with the the weather up there. It got warm, and and the, then the bite just shut off, and nobody was catching. We started the northern part of the state, and then worked our way all the way down to the southern part of the state, and fished about what three different rivers, and um, yeah, it just nobody was catching them. So it is what it is. We had a good time though. It was a good trip. But, so for the uh for the muskie and the raft are you using a cradle or using a net you know i got a i got like the ginormous super like mega frable stowaway mm-hmm. and and i was i was inquiring about like okay this thing works actually works very well in my canoe uh, believe it or not uh but it does not work in the raft um so my buddy mickey's got the smaller version so whenever he comes with, I have him bring his net and it works a lot better. Um, but yeah, my net is just, it's too big and I'll, I need to just sell it because, uh, I need a smaller net for that raft. It's just not conducive for that raft is cause in the cradle thing, I've never, I've never got into the cradle. Um, I like to, I like to scoop my fish and I don't know, they just, you really, I'm not going to say you got to wear them out, but you got to, you got to be relaxed out. if you're going to create yeah, a little. Yeah. You got to kind of guide them in there and, and maybe, you know, I just spent eight hours watching, watching that new Bowen video out and, uh, he, he plays his fish out. Maybe I just need to play my fish out a little bit more. Maybe I bring him, I'm bringing him in a little too green and it's always been about the health of the fish and, getting them in and, and getting them unhooked and get them out of there, you know, and, uh, and there's something to be said about putting a green fish in the net. And there's something to be said about playing them out a little bit and bringing them in calm and unhooking them and letting them go calm. You know, I think there's, there's merit to both schools of thought, you know? Um, but I think bringing them in too green, they really do a lot of flopping in the net. If you're trying to take a picture, they're trying to flop and you could risk injuring them and, if you wear them out a little bit and you know as long as the water temperatures are good i think there's there's some merit to that so work our asses off to get them might as well enjoy them while we got them on the end of our line so yeah that's every musk ever hooked it's been in the net in like 30 seconds i know it i know it and that's that's 30 i mean you're talking like four it's just like we I, yeah we wrench them in pretty hard yeah um, they're pretty green when they come so you got, in you got like a like a <laughs> you got a net as big as the floor in your boat is what you're saying oh yeah it's not oh, yeah. it's not yeah they need to make like a like a retracting you, you gotta be able to put that all together you know what i mean that big scoop maybe there's a less less deep deeper net might work i'd like to have that big net though when i'm on a big fish oh yeah well that's just it i mean 99.9 percent of the fish that we catch you know they're they're 45 and under. I, I could easily use a smaller net. I mean, that net is is made for for 50 inch fish, and and it just you just don't need I, you don't need that much net. It's nice when you got it because it is it's a true live well on the side of the boat. That that fish can literally like swim around in that thing when it's hanging off the side of the boat. He's got all the room in the world. But when you go to unhook him, you got to like search for him. Like where'd he go? Yeah, it's like a Cabela's <laughs> Aquarium. There somewhere. <laughs> so. It's like the muskie sitting in a Cabela's Aquarium. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which I like. I like. I like that live well. It it bugs me when you know people net them and they're all curled up and doubled over in the net. You know, it's like give them. I like to give them some space. So, yeah. 
but no, the rasp been good to us. Um, there's a little bit more maintenance involved into them. And, and, uh, you know, I got talking with buddy the other day, as far as, you know, like, man, if any one of these elements goes wrong, you're just SOL, you break an oar, you're, you're, you're spinning in circles, you know? Um, you know, you, you pop a tube, I, I've got a repair kit on it. You pop a tube, you know, you're going to have to repair it before you're going down the river. You forget your, your, your pump at home, you're dead on the water. I can't, I don't have any other way to pump that. It's not like I can go to the gas station and pump it up. You know, it's like, you're very reliant on some things that you take with you with a raft. And it kind of opened my eyes to like, okay, I need, I need a backup pump. I need to make sure I've got a good patch kit. I need to make sure I've got an extra ore um, or something to propel me down or upstream, whatever, what have you. Um, I'm actually looking into a motor now and I, I've, I've been very anti-motor, up until you know this fall when we were really fishing some heavy flows where you've got to commit to the float like okay are we going to float this or are we going to just go downstream a little ways or go upstream a little ways and then come back you know it's like okay are we committing to a six mile float today or are we just going to go down fish some holes and then come back well when those flows started getting pretty heavy it's like we used a trolling motor to get back up um and it was really handy, but I couldn't erode it. I mean, I mean, I was rowing to help the trolling motor in some areas. Uh, we had a 55 pound thrust trolling motor and I'm thinking, you know, a little four horse gas motor on the back to where you could just float downstream and then just kind of buzz back to your vehicle. If you didn't want to do the full float or buzz upstream to a hole or two and, and come back would be kind of nice. So yeah, that, um, would, that would be a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to where if I can't physically row up this current, I just, I can't do it. I mean, we, we tried smallmouth fishing the other day and we went downstream quite a ways and, and I just, I, I quit. I was like, I'm done. Just walk the bank. I'm just going to drag the raft. And I just waited and drank. I drug the raft back up to the, back up to the bridge. And we were looking for a specific hole and um we had never floated that stretch before but i did some google earthing and thought i found a good hole and it turned out to be the only fish that we caught but it was a nice 17 inch fish but uh yeah that's winter fishing for you if you can find the holes you can find the fish so this time of year what what are you doing for the smallmouth? um well that day to be honest with you <laughs> my buddy threw a gear he threw a tube out but uh it's float and fly typically this time of year we're uh we tie small like jigs i, I tie them on jig heads my buddy ties them with with bead chain eyes or le- small lead eyes uh jig style i guess what you'd call like a balanced leech or something like that i i don't, I don't know i haven't gotten into this whole tying balanced leeches and whatnot but uh, a balanced fly to where it, you know, sits underneath of a float to where it, you know, gives a good presentation with very little movement. And so we're tying float and fly. It's a, it's a gear technique um, with, I think guys down in like Tennessee do it a lot during the winter months on what Pickwick, I want to say it is. Um, and they fish these long, long, you know, cork, long rods with corks and, and a little hair jig underneath of it. And that seems to be real effective this time of year for, for winter smallmouth and, and holes. And we're looking for, in our rivers, we're looking for holes about eight to 10 foot deep if we can find them, which normally we'd just float over in the summertime. We wouldn't even bother fishing. But this time of year, you get a lot of fish congregated in those holes. And, and uh, in these deep holes, but, are you bumping bottom? 
with your flies? No, no. We'll we'll typically suspend them if the, if the fish are active. We'll uh, we'll suspend them. You know, anywhere from you know three foot under, you know, two to three foot under the bobber. Uh, well, or, or I use one of those thingamabobbers is what I use on my fly rod. Um, but, uh, up to about maybe six or seven foot depending, but we'll drag bottom. I mean, if they, if they don't come up, if they're not real active and they're real sluggish, um, that's why I tied up a while back. I tied up some of those Ned, Ned head, um, hairstyle jigs. So I can just kind of bounce a, a craw type pattern on a Ned head underneath of a, you know, a thing of a bobber and just kind of bounce it along the bottom. So when it gets, when it gets tough, yeah, you got to drag bottom, but if they're active, you know, you get a nice sunny day and it's like 30, 33, 34, 35 degrees, they'll, they'll get active sometimes on a sunny day and they'll, they'll smoke a, um, they'll come up after it, you know, two or three foot underneath of a strike indicator. Uh, so- My buddy's kind of getting me into it. He's been doing it for a number of years, but uh, he's kind of getting me into it. We did it last year and had a blast, you know, it's, it's, middle of january and we're out there smoking smallmouth on a fly rod is is good time so so are you gonna take the raft to get get to them now well uh, after the last trip no but uh, <laughs> i'll walk through the woods i'll i'll find the hole and then i'll walk back to it but uh no i'll, I'll do it. it it's just not conducive because you've got about a you've got about a two to three hour window at the warmest part of the day and sometimes those fish will turn on at any point in time if you commit to a float and you're on a, you know, even a, even a four or five hour float, it's like, you want to be on that hole when it's prime time and you're going to fish that hole for an hour, an hour and a half. And when you're on a float, you're, you can eliminate, you know, they always say whatever fish are in 20% of the water or whatever. Um, but yeah, in the winter time, they're literally in the holes. I mean, you're, you would, you would paddle basically for, you know, a mile and then you get the hole and all the fish are in that hole. The mile that you just paddled, there's no fishing. Like there's no point in even casting. It's two, three, four foot deep, but they're, they're not there. It's too, the water's too active or moving too much or whatever. So guy to my, yeah. the guy to my right right now, he always takes us at the worst times to the best spots. Yeah, well, that's just it. You want to be in the you want to be in the best water at the best time of day. You want to float. It's just not conducive to be there. So. Yeah, he, he likes floating though. He likes yeah. floating. Well, it's 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 a good time to explore because the water's and uh, you can see way down. You know, we get, we're seeing six and seven foot down. We're we're exploring waters that we're going to come back and fish in the spring, the summer. Yeah. Is this the same water you're musky fishing? Mm, some of it is some of it isn't now, um the, like we, is your water that doesn't have musky do you guys get pike in it too or is it just smallmouth if you get to the upper stretches there's pike but uh we're not it seems like the upper stretches even the pike will drop down this time of year we normally find them in the same holes that we're finding smallmouth come across an occasional musky in those holes um but i would never go out there and like specifically target musky just because there's so it's a it's a very very low density river um where we're fishing uh but you'll run into one every once in a while i caught i caught one a couple years ago on christmas day i caught another one like new year's day uh but i was smallmouth fishing i caught it on my seven weight for christ's sakes um <laughs> throwing a little three inch game changer uh that's when I found out that little mojo, the St. Croix mojo rod, 42 inch musky. It did. It smoked it, dude. I just, I laid the, laid the coals to it and, uh, it was in the back quick, you know, uh, 
I was very impressed with how how quickly that little seven weight smoked a, a forty two musky. Now again, the water's cold, so um, they're not fighting a whole lot. But yeah, it and happens. Are you picking pike up uh, on the the dead flies under the leaf? The under, fly. under the flies. Um, we haven't run into it. We haven't run into it this year, but um it's very likely um it just it just we we're real low density pike here we're yeah. just not a we're not a pikey state uh, you get up to the northern part of illinois and, and there's more pike up there we've got we've definitely got some pike down here but again it's one of those things where it's a bycatch uh it really is um it's again we have never we've never found a a concentrated population of them in our rivers down here because we just don't have the suitable uh breeding habitat and some of the some of the reproductive type spawning that's going on is way at the upper upper stretches of these rivers and and uh, we just don't get up there much so so uh, a personal question yeah i have a stepbrother that lives in chicago if i go to mm. visit him am i mm-hmm. am i going to be close enough to come visit you oh yeah yeah we're we're going to go up there. We're going to go to the Muskie Expo uh, next Saturday. The Muskie Expo is coming into town, and and uh, it's going to be up in the Chicago area. And, and I try to get to Chicago as little as possible in my life. Uh, <laughs> I, used to, <laughs> I used to pride myself in, in, in saying that I'm from Illinois, and I've only been to Chicago. Uh, I count the times I've been to Chicago on one hand. Uh, I can no longer say that now that I've had kids, and they got the – I don't know, they got an aquarium up there and they got a museum up there. So we've gone up there a couple of times for that. That kind of ruined the whole one hand trick. Um, not a city person, definitely not a Chicago person. Um, but anyways, yeah, you, uh, you come out to Chicago and, and to be honest with you, um, there's fishy water up there. There's <laughs> Chicago has a lot of fishy water right in that area. And I, I avoid it like the absolute plague. I can't, I can't stay in the city. Um, I, I watched some be- guys, they had lots yeah. of muskie, lots of oh, get, like everything through the whole season. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're muskie fishing right now still. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and Nighttime. I'm not, I don't fish the rivers up there and I don't fish the space, you know, water up there, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to spot burn them and name, name bodies of water. But yeah, no, there's, there's some phenomenal musky water up there. There's some phenomenal pike water up there and there's some awesome, awesome smallmouth water. They, they're really in a fishy, fishy area, but I, I like to avoid it because one, it's, it's an hour and a half drive to get up there. And then two, um, there's just so many people and it's just, it's just, you know, a lot of the places are trash because there's just trash everywhere. And that's just not what I want to do. I don't want to fight people. I don't want to fight trash and or look at trash all day while I'm floating down the river. I don't want to, I don't want to hear sirens and, you know, screaming cars and, and everything else. When I'm oh, it's flo- our favorite. No. <laughs> yeah. You see all the hobos and. Exactly. Yeah. That's just, you know, you can overlook that. If you're, if you're slamming fish, you can overlook some of that stuff, but. But if you're not, it's hard to yeah. overlook. I, I, I can find enough fishy water down here to, to not do that. But yeah, if you come out to Chicago um, to right. visit family or whatever, holler at me and either you can come down here and I'll put you on water or, or I'll come up there. Cause I know plenty of floats up there that we can, we can hammer smallmouth and pike. And if you want to go after musky, we can do the musky thing. And I know the waters. It's just, I just don't go up there because I don't like people. Well, you know what? I I definitely prefer to come down to see you. My step yeah. my stepbrother and his girlfriend are vegans and you know, oh, yeah. once again it's in the town of Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely come to see you. 
absolutely. Absolutely. You, you got a spot on the raft anytime. So. Screw the fishing. He just wants a hamburger. Yeah. I want a hamburger and some malort. Mal- yeah, there you go. <laughs> he just wants to pose nude with half nude with you. Chad can row and he's used to rowing heavy boats. So he, there we go. He's ready. There we go. He, you can fish. Yeah. I'll get a period of instruction at the same time. So, yeah, it's a win win. Yeah, I'll put him on fish and give him a bottle of Malort. Now, the Malort, yeah, we went through an entire bottle in Wisconsin and it didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, these guys around the table have never had Malort before. Yeah, okay. I, I have. It, it, they're, the, they're the lucky ones. It, it's something. <laughs> it is something. It's something. That's for sure. Uh, that's all. That's all, Steven. Steven's the one that. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we're going to Wisconsin. I was like, I got to have a bottle of Malort, and and my good fishing buddy, he just happens to be a. Uh, working a very large liquor distri- distribution plant. He's like, why in the hell do you want that? And I was like, it's it's a Wisconsin thing. I was like, just get me a bottle of Malort. And he's like, okay. He's like, I got you a couple bottles of Malort to take with us. And yeah, he didn't touch it. He's like, hell no. Do they sell, do <laughs> they sell it at the gas station? Is that is it like something like that? Or why are we it's so a, lucky? It's, it's actually a Chicago thing. It's not even a Wisconsin yeah. thing. Actually, a Chicago thing, and uh, well, yeah. Chad will have to uh, bring us back some when he visits you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. He can get a bottle of Malort and, and take. Actually, I, I got a bottle. I'll give it to him. <laughs> <laughs> Handing them out. Yeah, yeah. I got. It's free. Here, take it. <laughs> um, but so, hey, well, go ahead. I was gonna go say. I, I was gonna change subject. If you have yeah. something to fin- finish with on that. Um, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, so, uh, right around Christmas time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, so I do have a, a, a sidebar on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not to cut you off on that conversation. <laughs> I think you saw where it was going. Yeah. So you really like those Chippewa sticks, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we, no. we saw a picture so... of you with one right around Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> So it was it's a marine thing, you know, back back in the Marine Corps. It was always it was always a one up thing, you know, who could one up the next one? Who could who could gross the other one out, you know. Anyways, one year I get a I get a Christmas card. This dude literally went like this is before you know, cell phones and, and stuff like that. He had his wife take a picture of him in front of the Christmas tree with a present and that's all he had on was nothing in a present. And uh, that was his Christmas card out to all the Marines. <laughs> he put him in an envelope and he mailed him out. And I get this Christmas card from him, like, what in the hell? And I open it up and it's it's him butt-ass naked in front of a Christmas tree with a Santa hat on and a, and a Christmas present covering his junk. And I'm like, I really like that idea, actually. So uh, <laughs> You're impressed. After your, after your recent post on Facebook, I was like, you know what? I owe Chad a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you see chad's poster picture I, I called in my wife and i said hey it's time to send out the annual christmas card <laughs> and i had a present and a fly rod and a fly and i was like all right it's time for the photo shoot so yeah you earned yourself a christmas card on the uh on the seinfeld uh remake but did you actually take that picture and then have it blown up and then Give that to her for Christmas. Is that what happened with that? Chad has a lot of connections. Yes. Okay. I have a friend. Yes. I have a friend who has an ex- ex- excavating company, and okay. he, he used a plotter for like making blueprints. 
Nice. And he printed that out with it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, please tell me, because his dad owns the business. I was like, please tell me your dad wasn't there. Please tell me no yeah. one was there to see that. He was like, oh, no, no one, no one was there. And then he rolled it out when his dad walked down. <laughs> He's like, look at this, dad. We did this on work. <laughs> That was a great picture. I, as soon as I saw that, I uh, yep, I got I owe this guy a Christmas card. <laughs> that was awesome. And you definitely one upped your buddy because your buddy didn't put it all over for the the whole world to see. Yeah, the interwebs. Yeah, as, as a product of full hard food. Yeah, yeah. Oh. There, there might have been some beam involved in that. <laughs> that escapade. Maybe maybe more like beans and rice and everything nice and, <laughs> and mashed potatoes and steaks. I. I was totally sober when I took my picture, but I was oh, no. totally drunk when I posted it. Yeah, but look how in shape you are. <laughs> there was nothing sober about the taking or the that... sending. Hey, I can tell you one thing. That is the body of a rower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a weekend rower. <laughs> so I'm guessing other people saw it besides just you. <laughs> you know what? I... I... I, I didn't get to see it. I told no. Mark about I think, it. When I we're, think his wife, why didn't his wife's holding the picture. Right? I didn't think it was going to get taken down. About his picture. Okay. Yeah, but his, <laughs> your wife. I seen a picture. Of your wife's holding like a big poster of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. That's no. We're talking about Dustin's but Dustin. Picture. Dustin oh. took a nude one. Well, I don't want to see with that. With a present. <laughs> Chad, Chad with Chad with no shirt on is already. Du- Dustin looked like cool black enough. He looked like Captain Blackbeard. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> at Christmas time, it was awesome. <laughs> good times, good times. Yeah, I, I had to throw it up on the short bus because that was just uh that was classic short bus material. And uh go ahead. I, I was gonna say I went to show my wife and it was it was no longer available. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've already sent it to your wife, so she's she's already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, That's old news, Chad. I don't need to see that again. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I got the uncensored version. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you my buddy's email address. <laughs> you can yeah. send it to him, and uh, he'll blow it up for you. There you go. <laughs> I'm sure with his dad not present. Not a, I, I'm, not guarant- any, I'm not guaranteeing anything. Any <laughs> oh, man. No, so one thing I did want to touch on is, you know, being being in this, you know, little game that we play for so long, you come across some people and, and some people you want to spend the day in the boat with and some people you don't want to spend the day in the mm-hmm. a boat with and whatnot. But, uh, no, I, I sent the invite out to Gunner to, uh, I, I looked at where we were going to be fishing. I'm like, well, hell, we're only like an hour and a half away from Gunner. I wonder if he'd come down and fish with us for the day. So I sent the invite out and I'm telling you what, uh, just, you know, having him in the boat for the day, I learned so much just from that dude and he is, he is an awesome, awesome dude. Super, super humble. He could easily, you know, talk about himself the entire day. He didn't talk about himself at all. Like he just, he just showed up. He was going to fish. And uh, that dude is, is 100% in my book. He's, he's an okay dude. Um, he showed up and met us up and we did a, probably about a seven hour float with him. And um, yeah, I guess he can he can back up what he's throwing down, and uh, he's super super laid back, and he can row a boat. I I, said, I learned a lot just just from watching him row because he did get on the sticks and roll a little bit right up until he threw my buddy out of the front of the boat. <laughs> that was uh, 
That's that the funny stuff. Yeah, that was highly entertaining. We were going through some pretty uh, pretty fast water, and, and he stuck an oar. And my buddy just – I was in the back, and my buddy was in the front. And he stuck an oar, and uh, my buddy's just, whoop, gone. <laughs> just kind of, like, disappeared. And, uh, that could happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It all ended well. I, you know, he got a – and thankfully the water temperatures were, you know, and the temperature was good. But, uh, no, I just wanted to – give a shout out to gunner he's a he's a good dude to spend the day in the boat that's for sure it seems like you've been tying some of his flies lately too yeah yeah well what i noticed was literally i was a little bit you know a little bit starstruck not gonna lie um been watching this dude on youtube for years and years and and uh all of a sudden he's in the front of my raft i'm like holy shit this is this is real um but i asked him about halfway through the day i was like do you mind if i look through your box and he's like yeah and we were in a slow slow water and I was on the sticks and I grabbed his box. And I started looking through his flies. I'm like, holy shit. I tie way, way too heavy. Um, his flies are, are super, super sparsely. T- I mean, just ridiculously sparsely tied and achieve the same, you know, get the same amount of movement get the same amount of action and everything with half the amount of materials and, and half the amount of materials. When I mean, you got a 13 or 14 inch fly, you know, half the amount of materials just allows you to cast that all day long and fish that all day long and, uh, with, with less effort. And, uh, so I really started, you know, like I said, that last fly I posted a while back, I literally counted every single, just to, just to slow myself down. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to count every single deer hair. And I did like 2006 fibers. That's, that's how many deer hairs went on that fly. And you think 2006, that's a lot. But when you look at the fly, you're like, holy cow, it's, it's super sparsely tied. And it just it moves the water. It's got the big profile. It's got some translucency to it. So, yeah, I've definitely been emulating his flies after looking at his box. That's like, because... that's like how many are on top of my head, bud. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like how many I got in just my mustache. So <laughs> I, I thought you were joking when you said you counted every fiber. No, no, I literally counted every single fiber that went onto that fly. I can tell you two, the exact deer hair on how many that I put on that fly. No, I counted every one of them, and uh, it made a difference. Now, you know, when you grab that stack and everybody talks, oh, pencil whip, pencil whip, pencil whip. It's like a pinch you, now, right? When you, Yeah, well, when you actually grab 32 fibers and you've got to manipulate that around, it, and it's, it's the nowhere summer. Nowhere close to a pencil, is it? No, hell no. no, it's not even near a pencil. And and thank you, because you're the tire in the group. Um it, you know, it's the it's the sum of the whole. You know, it, it you know, I started at thirty-two in the back, and don't get me wrong, thirty-two was probably a little bit light. I probably could have gone with as many as forty-five in the back, you know, and then and then there stepped it up from there. But when you put forty-five in the back and then in the front you're putting two hundred and those are laying over top of each other you get, like I said, you get the sum of the whole. And that's what I realized on these beast flies, um, whether it be a shank beast or on a mono, the way that Popovic's tied it or whatever, um, it's the sum of the whole as they're all laying over top of each other with a sparse amount of flash. You really, you achieve, you know, bulkiness without bulkiness, you know, lack of a better term. So yeah, no, that was an eye opening experience, putting my hands on, on some of the flies that he ties. Cause it was, it was cool. It was, uh, it was eye-opening, you know, having done this for so long, and I just, okay, I want that big bulky profile. I'm going to tie a whole chunk of deer hair on there. and A handful? A handful, yeah. right? No, exactly. I, everybody here could probably go back and say something like, 
look at your older flies and how much you know oh. what I mean. That was a that was a. I I look at a bucktail fly today in my box because I'm super bored. It's getting cold. Uh, is a blue one. I fished it down the river a bunch of times, but dude, it's got so much shit going on on mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you, yeah, it could have been half the fly. I could probably tie three flies out of what that one is. Yeah, yeah, literally. I mean. Well, I mean, I used to be big in the fly swap things, and when the muskie, you know, pays, they did fly swaps, and I'd get into them, and the fly box shows up, and I'm like, holy hell, like, some of these are just absolute abortion, you know, (laughs) and some of them were good, don't get me wrong, some of them were good, but, like, one time I grabbed a fly out of there, and I was telling Gunner about it, you know, less is more, the whole concept, less is more. And I grabbed a fly out of that box and I literally cut every single material off of that fly. And I tied three flies with the one fly, just with the materials that was on that one fly. And just, yeah. just to challenge myself, I was like, I'm going to cut all the materials off this hook. And it was like some crazy weird, like long worm hook. It was like this eight aught worm hook. It was weird. Anyways. So yeah. Um, Another buddy of mine told me he's like that might have been Chad's. Yeah, <laughs> was was that the one Raz ran? That was definitely it my was, fly. It was. It was definitely <laughs> definitely one of the ones that Raz ran. <laughs> Which the son of a bitch has got a box right now. I'm trying to get him to send it out because I do want to do. I want to. I want to up the game like Dick Gross has done to the you know the musky fly page. He he's he's up the musky fly page traveling fly box to like listen if it doesn't if i get this fly in the mail if i get your flies in the mail it doesn't make the cut i'm sending them back to you they're not even going in the swap you're 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 omitted from the contest cutting them up and changing them into three flies but you you pennsylvania boys man you throw some weird shit in the boxes that's for sure (laughs) it worked once our wives say that too Here's here's our here's my six flies plus the used condom. What the hell? <laughs> you you never this? know. <laughs> well, we always dump marinating them. We always dump a couple pennies in the used condom too. Before we yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so how was your steelhead trip up to uh to a Niagara, man? That's that's uh one fish I see. Yes, one fish. Um, that water is way too big for us. We got to get. Fuck that! It, it yeah. was rough. We we fished until about one o'clock, and then uh, we left there and went to a smaller trip and ended yeah. up catching some fish. Good, good. Yeah. But yeah, listen, it was, the fish we were after steelhead—that's for sure. The fish we were after, lake trout, were not there. They moved on, and there were very okay. few steelhead anywhere on that river that day. Huh. For us, anyway, and the stretch we were on. So, other than that, it was a cool day on Niagara. Yeah, I I've never fished it. I've been on it. I did the what is it the uh, the Maid of the Mist. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I've been oh, on it. Oh man, that's that's where uh, Jim and Pam got or, uh, got engaged. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From the cool. office. <laughs> ah, you dickhead. <laughs> so so how you know I know you have another passion, not just the fly fishing. Uh, how how'd your hunting season go? You know, and how much time do you take away from the fishing to go out and hunt deer and any anything else yeah we we got out um my boy's really big into the bow hunting and stuff like that he really got into it and he's 16 you know and um yeah i got him into it when he was you know eight or nine years old got him into deer hunting got him into turkey hunting and whatnot and he was very successful early on because dad went out and hung the deer stands dad went out and put the ground blinds up he did the scouting 
made sure that the deer came out in the field every night at, you know, four o'clock or whatever. And he was real successful early on. And, and, uh, now that he's got his driver's license, um, yeah, he's finding out how hard hunting can be because <laughs> I'm not out there doing it for him. I'm he's happy go for him. I am so happy yeah. for him. Yeah. So, uh, he's, uh, he's he burning got, gas and not touching no white tail. Exactly. <laughs> he, did, he did get a couple this year and he got, he got a small buck this year and, and, uh, He's uh, he's hell bent on this waterfowl thing, and I I, I do not condone this. Uh, <laughs> That's <laughs> bad behavior. It might cost you money. Was it this yeah. year? Was it this year that he took the sheet out? And... Uh, no, that was last year. So last year he found um, he found out where the geese were flying out in the field, um, and because I sold all my decoys off and I got out of waterfowl because I cursed that sport whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> I got rid of all that. So he says, okay, well, if I don't have any decoys, I'm just going to get a white sheet. I'm going to pedal my bike out and, uh, out in the country. And I'm going to lay out in the middle of this field with a white sheet draped over me and I'm going to shoot geese. And, uh, I'll be goddamned if he did it. Um, <laughs> oh, that's pretty, uh, genius. <laughs> he saw where the geese were landing every day to feed and he pedaled, I don't know, two or three miles out in the country and parked his bike in the ditch and walked out in the middle of the field and laid down with a bed sheet over top of him. And when the geese came in there to feed, he was there waiting for them. You, you know oh, what he should have done? He should go, that? he should go a white comforter just yeah. because of snow, you know, <laughs> it'd, be warm, it'd be a lot warmer than a white cotton yeah, sheet. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> More yeah, comfortable. Exactly. Right. <laughs> give, give him that advice next time. Yeah, but <laughs> I come home from work and I'm like, "Where's Wyatt at?" And he's like, "Oh, he's out hunting." I'm like, "It's dark." And like, "Well, he's out there hunting." And did he uh, have geese in a sheet when he came back? How the fuck did he like bag them? So, yeah, so he goes out, he shoots the goose, and then by the time he shoots the goose, and then hikes it back to his bike, he wraps the goose into the white sheet. And he pedals his bike back, you know, carrying the thing like a satchel, and he's like pounding on the door. And I'm like, "What in the heck? It's dark. It's like nine o'clock at night." And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's got this bloody sheet in his hand, and his hair's all over the place. I'm like, "You got one?" He's like, "Yeah, I got one." So I, yeah, I took a picture on the front porch of him and his bloody, bloody white sheet. And sure as shit, I mean, it's funny that you bring that up tonight. He's did the same thing but he didn't pedal his bike he drove out and uh he shows up with a bloody sheet and uh yeah a goose so yeah that, that was i'll send you a pic as soon as we get off the phone today <laughs> are, are these one-time use sheets uh no he, my, my wife's pretty good at getting stains out of white sheets uh, that's what i found bloody bloody sheets uh, she's good at it. so uh so yeah, when you ever... disappear there will be no bloody sheets well, yeah, or if I take the lifestyle of Dexter, I'm I've got a pretty good relationship with my wife, so there I'm hoping hold up in it. Until she finds your whiskey tap in the basement. <laughs> so yeah, he smoked a goose tonight, and uh, good on him. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's hell bent on it. But yeah, no, he got a couple deer. My wife got a deer this year. We need about four deer a year, so um, he went at it hard with the bow and arrow and had his trail cameras out and. Got some pictures of some nice, a couple, two nice ten pointers, and then a real nice uh, eight pointer at a, a about a six inch drop tine. And he was hell bent to go after them, and we shot some pheasants. He didn't get anything with his bow this year, but he did get a, a couple with his gun. And like I said we put four deer in the freezer, and that's what we'll eat for the next year. So yeah, still hunting, still hunting a little bit. Got out and got some pheasants, and my buddy, my fishing buddy, he's got a couple labs, so he uh, he brings them out and just likes to walk 
fox and, and got some pheasants and yeah, it's something to do when it's snowing and crappy out. Something you can go out and do. But uh, yeah, I've I've given about three people your advice this year because they wanted to boil deer heads. I said, oh yeah, I said just yeah. make it in the stew. That way it smells good. Oh and yeah, I- throw, throw a little garlic in there, whatever cheap seasoning you got in, and and uh, yeah, I boil all my deer heads inside, um, and it, it's not bad. You know, my wife's got one of those. Uh, I don't know those little vapor things whatever and do you uh oils in and yeah she gets that going and it's not bad what what else what other steps do you take to preserve that if anybody's cares to Um, do peroxide do you do the peroxide no i really don't i i like the natural bone look i really do um over the 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 bleached white um i know some people like the bleached white and you can do the demonic uh demonic needles sorry domestic isn't it or Eh, something crazy yeah yeah, I think you're right. The domestic beetles, um, but anyways, yeah, you can do the beetles, and I think the beetles is great because they don't they don't take away from the integrity of the bone. When it, when you boil them, I think the the bones get a little bit soft and whatnot. But they, as long as you don't handle them a lot, you just hang them up on the wall. They're good. But yeah, I boil them. Um, I don't do a super long, slow boil. I do a little bit, I'm not going to say a hard boil, but I boil it for about six hours, five hours. And then, uh, typically I take them out to the car wash and, and blast them cause I don't have a power washer and, uh, blast them, knock all the meat off and, and then let them dry. Uh, so yeah, it's not, the biggest thing is that nose piece. There's two pieces on the nose bone there and you gotta, I typically pull those out before I take them to the the car wash because the, they will blow off and you'll lose them down the grate. So I'll pull those off, hit them with a the car wash. Um, and then, uh, I'll, while the bone is still wet and moist, I'll put that, um, I'll put that nose piece back in there. Cause when it dries, they kind of curl a little bit and it's hard to get that nose piece back in. Uh, so I'll put them in when it's wet. And then as it dries, it, it dries together Sometimes you got to hit them with a little super glue, pull it out, hit it with a super glue, and put it back in. But that's how I do all my Europeans. It's pretty fast, painless. Typically, when we're butchering, you know, if we've gotten a buck or two uh, while we're sitting there butchering the deer, I'll have that deer head boiling. So and we'll get the deer butchered. And by the time we get done butchering, I'll pull it off the stove. I take the whole pot and stick it in the back of the truck, go out to the car wash, and just blast it off. And pretty quick and painless and easy. And there's. Do you leave the brains inside of there then? I do. Um, and what I did with that is I made a, a little tool. I took a air compressor, um, the little push button air compressor thing. And uh, I put a, I stair stepped it up to a garden hose. And then I took a, a soft copper. I can't remember the size. I took like a soft copper uh, pipe uh, and then put that in the end of it. Uh, with adapters with a compression compression valve and then I took that soft um, copper and I hit it with a hammer a couple times where it's real real thin and then I can take that soft copper pipe and just shove it down the brain cavity and hit it with a garden hose and it'll blast all that out real well nice I'd like to see you make a bong for me jeez (laughs) MacGyver over here that, that, that sounds awesome the perks, the perks of working in a hardware store, you can create anything. So <laughs> <laughs> I got all the, I got all the brass fittings or copper fittings, I should say, whatever. Uh, yeah, brass fittings. And, Hell yeah, uh, man. <laughs> so we just create shit all day. That's what, on slow days we just make stuff up. So. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the other thing that happened last night I, or last year is I <clears throat> job change. So does this job uh, give you more time to go fishing and hunting? Oh my God. It's ridiculous. I, I went from driving seventy miles a day round trip to driving. Uh, well, hell, I could I could ride my bicycle to work if I wanted to. So, yeah, my stress levels like zero. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's great. Love it. Awesome. Going for, I, mean, I did ten years at Bass Pro, and uh, it was fun being you know surrounded by the environment and whatnot. And if I wasn't there selling it, I was out doing it. But uh, after ten years, I needed a change and and uh, a little less stress in my life so uh yeah small town hardware store life is where it's at right now and yeah lots of extra time so that sounds like the life yeah no it really is i mean and my boss is big time into fishing so um i it's as bad as it sounds i wouldn't tell my employees this but i could literally call them up be like dude it's too nice i'm going fishing today and he'd be like go <laughs> <laughs> that's just the type of boss he is he's like yeah and then if he's off like i've I've had him out in the raft a couple times and and uh you know putting him on fish and whatnot he's he loves it man he's all about it he's like hey why don't you just uh load the raft up and take it to work today and i'll come over and we'll uh we'll go fishing i was like okay <laughs> let's do it <laughs> if i must <laughs> Yeah, I'm, if it's a work, it's a working day. So uh, yeah, but uh, no, it's been good. It's been a good, huge, huge uh, career uh, move for me. But it's uh, it's been a good one. I've been doing it a year now. Super happy with it. Awesome. So, yeah, a lot more time at the vice. A lot more time on the water. Like I said, there's no way in hell if I was working at Bass Pro that I, would, I could have got out 48 different times just you know throwing the boat in the water. No. No, that's yeah. that's an incredible number. Yeah, I I didn't even know how many it was. I knew we we fished a lot, but I I literally somebody put up I'm on a kayak and paddling page, and people are like, well, how many times did you get out in 2021? And people are like, six times, five times, eight times. I'm like, I don't even know. So I'm pretty good about taking pictures. So I went back through my and counting my little, fibers, yeah. and uh, yeah, and counting fibers. So I went back through my little picture album thing and i was like holy cow i got 48 trips on the water so yeah it was a good time a lot of fish a lot of fish how many sunset pictures of reels nah i don't know maybe a couple oh, okay very, i'll very, let you slide this year very few very few we don't fucking days. do that <laughs> i definitely had my uh my fair share of fishless days it, it comes with the uh, yeah that's part of fishing and that's yeah. the day we we relish because you want to know why Gotta get back quicker. Gotta, you gotta to. shake that shit. No, <laughs> no skunk can hold me down. Yeah. No, so I'm actually this time of year. Not, oh, so um, Dan Donovan's, he's doing the uh, uh, oh, brick and mortar store. So I reached out to him up in uh, Wisconsin and I, I told him, I was like, listen, I worked at Bass Pro for 10 years. I was like, dude, I can merchandise stuff, you know, pretty quick. I asked him if he wanted any help setting up the store so i'm gonna try to get up there in february late february and help him set up the store and uh kind of offer my services there and then uh he's gonna be at the musky show next week in chicago so he's coming down and brad bowen's coming down and, and thomas shank's coming down he's gonna demo his new uh his new two-hand rod and not demo it but he's gonna have it there he's got the new two-hand spay slash musky rod so i'm i'm pumped about you know linking up with those guys and talking with them next week. Um, that's the stuff that gets you through the winter and the, the non-fishing months, that's for sure. 
So, so you be coming home with a new rod? You know, it's funny because my buddy's like, he's like, dude, he's taken like four oh. payments, no interest. I'm like, oh my god. I was like, I don't, I've never. Have you ever casted a two hand rod? I never have. Um, I haven't. Mark has one. Yeah, I was doing, yeah. doing it today. Yeah, that's. It, does, it takes a little get used to, but it's well worth it. It's not water loading. It's a lot better than that, but you Right. Can, no, you it, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, the, the whole yeah, the whole water loading thing, you know. I mean, I, what, am I going to use it on a creek for smacking banks and going down through? No. Yeah. A river. You think it's, you think it's more big big water, like lake and stuff like that, the I mean, two-handed? Personally, I'm going to use it more for lakes and for bigger pools yeah. and stuff and rivers. I mean, big, big slow pools I'll use it in a river, but your sure. standard river applications, no. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be using it for that, but it has a time and a place, and it's very useful for when it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I want to get one of the 9-foot-10 ones. Mm-hmm. So you think 9-foot's going to be enough rod? To, I mean, obviously he does. He's the rod builder. I just didn't, you know, when you think spay, you think of a longer rod. No, and I know because you're doing it more in the air. So you're using the, you know, the D loop to continue the power in the cast. Okay. And you don't want to let it stop. I mean, you're just kind of rotating like a D loop and feeding a little bit of line, and then you just boom, let go. So I mean, mm. you're you're using the weight of the fly and the line to kind of keep the speed going. And the one I'm using with now is a nine footer, and it's fine. I mean, I'd like to have a nine ten, but the nine footers. I mean, I got a Limit Creek now, and that's what I use it for. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, the Limit Creek thing, that's a that's a weird thing because it, it kind of blew up there for a little bit and then it kind of it fell on the wayside as far as being popular, but at the same time, it, it it's still out there, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I know there's a lot of guys that use them, but you're yeah. right. I mean, it was it was all over, then it did. It, it kind of yeah, there for a while. It was it was big, like advertising-wise, you know, and then I never I never owned one, so I can't – I can't say good or bad or, or anything about it. And I don't, I don't obviously personally know the guy that makes them, but um, I know they were big there for kind of like they blew up and then they just kind of disappeared. It was kind of weird. I mean, it's a well-built rod. I can't say anything about that. I mean, it's, I have yeah. nothing bad to say about it. It's a great stick. It's very, very yeah. well-built. Huh? Mm. I, I, so mean, I, I use it for a time. It's it runs my seven hundred grain when I'm two hundreds with that rods for. I mean, that's pretty much the only application it uses. I mean, it's it's in the boat every trip, but there's only certain times that it gets used. I can honestly say I don't own a single seven hundred grain white line. <laughs> Holy cow, I tried dude. I tried single hand casting that rod once, and I couldn't keep the line. I couldn't keep the line up. It, it's just heavy. Challenge accepted, dude. Bring it, bring it to Chicago. <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i i want to say i don't even know i want to say maybe i've got a 12 weight sa line that's i don't know mark what do you think what's what's a 12 weight most SA sa's line? go up to 500 i know Cortland does okay. a six airflow's got the seven that's what i'm okay, using yeah. the airflow depth finders the one i got okay so i can say that i can i can effectively cast a 500 single hand um because i can throw my five or my 12 weight all day long I, it, that well i can throw a 12 weight shank rod all day long um 12 weight predator not so much good lord man i couldn't offload that thing quick enough <laughs> <laughs> brutal dude that thing's a pool cue that that thing was made for sail fishing that's it man yeah. one cast catch the fish and and horse it in. and the thing was 
something happened. It was a weird deal. Something happened where they shipped me one and they said something happened with the shipping and they sent me another one. And I think I sold both of them for like a hundred bucks a piece. I was like, I just want these things gone. I just want them <laughs> out of my life. <laughs> I want them. I, like I got it in the mail and I'm like, good Lord, man, this thing is a freaking pool cue. And then another one showed up in the mail. I'm like, are you kidding me? And uh, yeah, somebody, yeah. Yeah. Somebody wanted one. I was like, okay, it's yours. hundred bucks. Like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, dude, take it. I don't want it. It was yeah, gone. I price things to sell. I don't price, price things to make money. Yeah. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> I, just want to get rid of it. I don't even want to look at this thing. Cause if I look at it, I'm going to want to go cast it. So uh, yeah. So yeah, the shank rides 12, 500 grain. I can do that all day long, but uh, 700, that, that would be a challenge. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd give her a go. Yeah, but my all day, every day, that's exactly the same thing. I'm running the you know the twelve weight Chippewa with a I three six, or I'm running a ten weight with the four fifty five inch. I mean, and unless it's intermediate or lower stuff, but them are my main sinking lines on them roads. The Chippewas. What what lines are you running on your twelve? Uh, the twelve I'm running the the scientific angler. Okay. I switched over to the Cortland this year, and I've been real happy with them. I'm going really to start have. doing the same myself. I've went through uh, the Rios. I've went through the Airflows. I've went through SA, and Cortland was kind of last on the list here. So there's a couple yeah. Rios I like. There's one Rio I like. There's a couple SAs I like. There's one Airflow. And then other than that, I still got four or five up in the air that I'm not happy with yet, and I'm hoping the Cortlands will be. I, I stuck with Rio for a long time, and um, – their R and D, one of their guys in their R and D department reached out to me and, and I tested a bunch of lines for them and blew some up and some of them worked really well and they were running them a little bit heavier. They were running the, they were 10 weight lines, but they were still running up into like 450 and 480 grains. And hell, I was throwing some of those on my, uh, on my 11 weight and they were throwing great. But uh, I'm, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I've run through the Rio. I've run through the SAs. And I think all of them have their merit. I, I won't bash on any one of them. I know that Rio had their, their little snafu. Believe me, I went through a lot of Rio lines. Uh, but I, I think they're, they're receptive to it. And they, they, they received the information. And they, they went back to the drawing board. And they've been working on it. So kudos to them. And they backed up their line. If I ever had a line that blew up, they, were, they backed it up. Same with SA. I had some, several lines um which run the a intermediate the clear intermediates early on when they first came out and they were just blowing up literally the first trip like wouldn't even get through the first fishing trip type thing uh through a day of casting and they were blowing up uh they were real good about it i tried the triple densities but i don't know i'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Cortland now um this last little we got uh four different lines in this last order and i've been real happy with them so far and uh, i'm gonna run them and see what the durability is so far they're holding up well i'm gonna go with them for for now until something else better comes along yeah that's my next order is gonna be all around a courtland's give them a run now i've blown up a lot of lines that's for sure (laughs) i hear you i hear you i mean i think even going way back even going way back to like i don't know what whatever it was Cortland was releasing releasing like a chameleon line back in like 20 god what was that 20 uh 2008 i want to say 2009 they had a camo chameleon line and uh those were our go-to lines early on in the muskie game back in like 2008 2009 so yeah it's uh 
it's come around. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, the uh, industry has been receptive to the whole musky fly thing because I'm telling you what, running saltwater lines sucks ass. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work well. It's not only, conducive. To only in fishing. October. Only past yeah. October, right? In prime yeah. time. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're good until October, but after that, you're screwed. <laughs> Anything cold, man, those things coil up like a son of a gun, and you just dealt with it way back when. Now it's like, you know, if something coils up, you're like, this is garbage. Back then it was like, well, this is what we got. This is the only 10-weight line they make, so this is what we got to, <laughs> to throw. You play the hand you're dealt. Yeah, yep. So, so, so have you guys all watched the Muskie show, the, this new uh, this Brad Bowen eight hours of, of Muskie wisdom? I think I'm the only one to ask. I have not. Oh, dude. Are you serious? Nah. I oh, yeah. I watched 13 hours of X-Men in the last two days, though. So. Wow. <laughs> I might drive eight hours to go ice fishing. No, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Uh, honestly, I'm telling you. Is, that, it, is that, it tips and techniques and everything? What, what, what's your overview here? It's 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 everything. It's everything but catching. Okay, <laughs> literally. Who does that in musky fishing? It's everything but catching. Like it 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 gives the true true meaning of musky fishing. Um, I feel so. I I can't think of uh, like off the top of my head. I can't think who put it all together. But I, I is it Robert Brad. Thomas? Yeah, yeah. It's Robert Thompson. Thompson. I, I'm so bad. Is it? Is that who it is? Yeah, Robert Thompson. Somebody fact check me. Um, so anyway, or or Chad. Um, no, it was very very well put together. It's very entertaining. It's it's something that you could literally watch for eight hours straight if you wanted to. It's it's that entertaining. But they hit like the first season. They hit during COVID, like when COVID was really ripping, like twenty twenty. And then twenty twenty one was a horrible horrible year in Wisconsin with crowds and the river. <laughs> super super low so they end up having to shoot a lot on lakes so yeah they catch very few fish during the video but if you're watching it just to watch them catch fish you're watching it for the wrong reasons you need to watch it for like all the tips they give and all the guidance they give and that sort of thing and um i was very impressed with how well it was put together how cinematic i mean it's super super clear very vivid um and and they do throw a lot of knowledge out there when i say they throw a lot of knowledge out there somebody that's been doing this for a long time you may not take as much from it and and i didn't but i i got thinking like god if i'd have had this video 10 years ago 11 years ago 12 years ago it would have it would have taken a lot of the heartache and frustration away things that that i learned and, and me and my buddy learned through the school of hard knocks just trial and error trial and error hours and hours of time on the water to watch this video you're just like yep i know that i know that i know that but what it took to get to that point was again lots of time on the water lots of frustration lots of heartache missed fish or whatever um so yeah no i I highly highly recommend it to anybody that's uh that's new to the sport or or just been doing it for a while and just wants to be entertained i was thoroughly entertained my buddy watched it and he's he's been doing it just i mean he was super entertained by it as well super super good video so yeah. it, it's it was like 30 bucks and you get eight hours of entertainment you download it there's no dvd or anything like that you download it and i i downloaded it to my tv and i watched it in in pieces you know like sections of like two hours at a time 
Yeah, and and Mark will tell you this thing if he's seen it, he'll say the same thing. I know Mark's knowledgeable enough. He, I'm sure he took a little couple little tidbits of it, just like I did. Things well, that and I, you know, that's kind of like what I was going to say on that is, I mean, a lot of the stuff that went over, it's kind of stuff that like needed reiterated, and it was good to watch yeah. and. The one thing that I have to say that I probably did pick up off of the most is that I forget is just leave the fly. Let it fish. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's one thing that I, you know, and even like, you know, as a guide that, you know, the clients, they, 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 like, they pick the fly up quick. And that's one thing I need to get back to reiterating more, too, is keep the fly in the water. Yeah. This is fish to fly. I agree. Yeah. When he, was, when he was letting the fly, he's like, let it dangle out in front of the boat. I'm like. How many times have you fished over dead water or whatever, and the guy brings in the fly and just sits yeah. in the front of the boat? Let's say, well, hell, leave the leave the fly in the water. Pick up a mid river fish, you know. Let it, let it dangle twenty or thirty feet out in front of the boat. Let it dangle and twitch it a little bit, you know. Those fish are sitting mid river and they're just waiting for a bait fish to come drifting by. Leave it in the water, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not trolling. It's not, yeah. It, it's just like leave it in the water and then. You know how he would—he would—he was talking about casting, you know, whatever, a ninety-degree angle to the oars. He's like, no, cast out in front and let that fly work in the water. Out well, in remember front that's so on a—that's that. throwing a popper. Yeah, well, that's, you could that. do it with a streamer too. You well, could, you I mean, can, it, and under certain circumstances. Yeah. I mean, if you're fishing summer, yeah. you're fishing trying to fan water. But if you're trying to put a fly down three feet and you do that, you're never going to move a fish. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when you're trying to fan and work water and cover it, yeah, absolutely, 100%. I mean, cover everything. Leave it, in, like I said, that fly is moving. Regardless whether you're moving it with a with a stripping motion or a rod motion, that fly, all those feathers and all that, that fur, it's undulating. It's moving regardless whether you're touching it or not, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, you know, the other one the, that I took out of it was um, wait for the weight. You know, it's something I know, but it was like putting a term into, you know, like when you're stripping, whether it be a popper or a streamer, wait for the weight, meaning weight, W-A-I-T, for the W-E-I-G-H-T. Like when you're stripping, it's like, okay, the fish obviously hit your fly, but keep stripping until you feel weight before you strip set it. It's like, duh, you know, that's, that's a great, you know, you put that, you know, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things in there, a lot of good sayings in there. Uh, Smelter talks about musky quit being musky, absolutely. <laughs> so, no, lots of good lots of good stuff in that video for sure. Well, is there anything else that uh, that we haven't touched on that we should be? Man, you hit my entire year. I don't know. It's been way too long since you guys and I fished together. I'm guessing that. Uh, uh, it sounds like I've I've heard I've heard chatter I don't know um, that uh, the hardly strictly musky isn't going on. Um, I heard it got canceled again, so I don't know if there's any truth to that or not. But uh, I was hoping that would uh, transpire. Tree lens is going to go on. I, mean, I would assume it would because it went on this year. But what what's the chance of you guys out to Wisconsin? I have no idea at the current moment. <laughs> Where's that at? I, I haven't been to work in 10 days. so I, I'm Speaking of which, Mark, <laughs> did you end up going to Wisconsin this year? No, I never went to Wisconsin. He looks like it, though. It looked like. There were some posts that, that made it really look like you were in Wisconsin. I don't know. It was a while back. Somebody was like, I think Mark's up in Wisconsin fishing around. Like, what? I didn't hear about that. 
Mm-mm. So you, didn't, you never made it out to Wisconsin? Then? No, they, never did. They I drove stayed to I Michigan. Fished. No, I, yeah, I drove to get Michigan a boat. Giraffe, but other than no that, no fishing, right? I fished all all home water this year. Okay. No, all that right. trip to Tennessee actually would have been the first trip I would have made to fish out of the state since the last time I went and fished in Tennessee. Damn. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't move much. <laughs> you need to get out more. Yeah, I know. I tried, and then it <laughs> went from two to fourteen k. So since this trip didn't, you know, this this trip, this Tennessee trip didn't happen, what are your thoughts on maybe a later in February trip? Yeah, I could probably do something. We're gonna work with something. Okay. We'll talk about okay. that. Yeah, I mean, my I'll schedule's keep... a little more flexible now. I can work with things. Yeah. Well, I've got, I've got, I got a raft, and I've got one person that's a dead end. Yeah, he's gonna go if I if I plan it. So uh, you'd be number three, and obviously you know the water like I know the water. So maybe we'll. Uh, just something to do in the dead of winter when there's nothing else to go. You know, it's like, hell, go down south and still fish for them. Oh, the only thing I'm now thinking about that we run into the end of the month. What's that? I got the show coming up yeah. here in the first of February. Oh, first, got... I got first of March is the uh, Pittsburgh Musky Show. Okay, all right. So I got to take cool. that into consideration too. <laughs> You're <laughs> a professional fisherman, man. Talk. You got time. I got time. You got to make Talk time. Out. You... We'll talk offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure that out later, Dick. I'll tell you how to do it. All right. Uh, Been good talking to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It always is, man. Yeah. J- Jay and I were talking. We think you're the only reason we're still on Facebook. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, man. I think if we just get a group chat, we're just going to dissolve off Facebook. <laughs> yep. I'm pretty well getting – I'm getting myself narrowed down to the Stephen Weisner uh, – yeah, I'm I'm to the point where I'm like, if it's not Musky Page, I'm kind of done with it, and that's about the only thing that keeps me on Facebook. I've still got a lot of other stuff that I watch just because I'm just keeping an eye on some local Illinois waters and making sure that uh, if the fish are going, I know about it. But uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah, that's about it. That's my entertainment. So yeah, man, yeah. I just try to be humorous and and just. Lighthearted. Can't, <laughs> can't, can't be too too serious about this sport. That's for sure. Absolutely. If you if you yeah. were, you'd uh, end quickly. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need to fish together, and and maybe I'll make a trip out to Pennsylvania. Now, I, this kid's got me intrigued on some tiger water. So, oh uh, uh, yeah, that's that's got to be just south of us or something. I mean, yeah, I'm not, gonna, a... I'm not gonna. Oh, we I'm don't. We don't spot. even know for sure. I, we wouldn't oh, I ask, know, but I mean, I know exactly. I know the rock he's standing on, but uh. yeah. Oh well, I, I understand, but I mean, there's not too many places to do the things we do, man. Yeah, for hey, forty-two inch tiger, dude. I'm down. It's a nine-hour drive, dude. I'll, hey, I'll show you some stuff about fly fishing. That's you just it. Point. You said <laughs> just yeah, nine like, hours. It's nine hours. I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, hell, I drive on the regular two hours just to fish on a day. So, what's nine hours for a weekend? I've never, well, I shouldn't say that. I've only caught one tiger. So, uh, we don't have a lot of tigers in our area. So, I've only caught one. So, but, yeah, and it's only two hours from you guys. So. There's this one guy. I, I thought he was. Up in the hot tub, bubbly, spot love. Punish me, don't stop. Watch the pun get wicked when I stick it, even look behind. Don't stop, get it, get it. Not sure about this remix, Chad, but go ahead. 
elevator to the top high. See you later, I'm gone. Penthouse sweet, penthouse freaks, in-house beach, French count seats, ten thousand piece, rent out lease, with an option to buy. Cop on the five of pens from when I'm not up in the sky. Pop in the lie with my twin Zito, up in the Benzito, with my Kiko from Queens, the game Benito. We go back like PAs and wear PJs. Man, I love talking to Dustin. Yeah, he used to sell bobbers. Now you can get your plumbing equipment from him. <laughs> <laughs> and some musky tips. And if you're his boss, fuck it. You don't got to work. <laughs> you can buy stuff to make a potato gun. Yeah, he's not going to listen to this, so fucking rock on. No, he, uh, yeah, no, there's no stress in working at the hardware store. Hell no. Hell yeah, man. Keep it moving. Four Sell miles. a couple Benfords, and there you go. <laughs> Benford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> I love it. Give, give a guy. I don't think so, Tim. You know, I couldn't find that show streaming anywhere on the on the TVs on any of the this streaming kid services. Posted the actual like photo of a Corvette from like like the Nat or wait boxcar or what? What's our what's our car? Hot Wheels. It was yeah. a Hot Wheels fucking car with like their family on it with and the Corvette. <laughs> the Corvette. I was like fucking right. I, so th- they've been doing um. Road work, putting in like uh, sewage mm-hmm. and uh, water on the main road here, 318, and uh, finally, yeah, <laughs> on the back of one of the guys' trucks who works for the excavating company, it, ha- it says Benford. In- it says oh, Benford, Benford on the back of his truck. <laughs> I was like, I, I saw that. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. It's pretty good. I work with a guy named Tim, so I give him a lot of. I don't think so, Tim. I don't think so, Tim. Yeah, he gets that all the time. He hates it. Does he ever refer to you as Al? He has. He Bort- has. Bortland. Bortland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Bortland. No, there's plenty of jokes for that guy. So he's like the could, can't stand you, right? Like you. <laughs> yep. Can't can't stand you. Costanza. Can't stand you. You got it. All right, uh, they got one little. We got we got a little bit of musky talk to talk about. That's a cool uh, cool uh, end of the year. Going into next. Yeah. Go man. ahead, guys. Tell your story. We did last float of the year on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It uh it ended up being. Pretty I thought good. you were guys were going to go to the normal on the normal, newer uh, water, spot. right? Mm. On newer water, right? This is newer. No, normal spot's done for now. Garden season's over. They're new water. Get off that. That needs to rest. It's been well used this year. <laughs> but yeah, we we hit the spot, and man, I'll tell you what. You said you had a bellyache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You remember had a rough one. Le- when we did it last time, and I pooped right at the boat launch. Mm-hmm. I made it two steps past that. I, I made it probably 25 minutes past there. Okay. And then about another hour and a half later. Where we saw the muskier pat before that? Uh, we where could, the dogs we, were? We could. We were just downstream from there. Oh, okay. I, we had to get away from the houses. Yeah. Yeah, at least that one. Dogs yeah. wouldn't let you go. But, man, my belly. We, I had a winking lizard the night before. Had some hot wings. They chewed me up. Yeah, I got a picture and showed my wife. She said, that's Chad, isn't it? I said, yep, that's Chad. <laughs> How'd you guess? Half of Chad's ass is sticking out. So did you guys have to go pretty far before you saw any fish? Did you see any fish in that upper hole? Or? Uh, no. Literally everything happened in, in matters of split seconds. One hole. He said, uh, he said something about you guys seeing a fish tail, tail up like just, in a current. Yeah, like resting there. Huh, that's pretty cool to see, too. Yeah. Think it was a muskie? I'm looking like a muskie sitting Think. in a tail up in a current. <laughs> yeah. head, head down, ass up. That's yep. the way. 
I mean, moving you wouldn't think they that. don't need much depth right now, <coughs> right, Mark? That in thirty some degrees of no, water. He's probably moving to a different spot and got there. It's like yeah, well, the head of, It's right there. There's a, probably a curtain seam underneath. And the head was, of the hole is the head of the hole. That that's oh, who no, he feeds was in first. The, right? He was up past that. He was oh no, he wasn't no feeding spot there. He no? was head down, tucked in, just chilling. Swimming. And I'm not even just hmm. waiting, just relaxing. Like yep. you see steelhead with their head to the yep. up and nose, straight up. Oh no, in the middle, straight up under a rock, just tucked into a. Seem hovering. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep, tail sticking up, just sitting there. Just Not worried about out. you guys, right? No, you couldn't. <laughs> have. I don't even think he'd have saw a fly if he'd have thrown it at him. His head was behind the rock. Yep. And by the time Mark saw him, we were past him. Like, right. Yeah, big time. I was level with him. That was a little bit lower flow on that river. Lower flow? That you no. guys were fishing? No, you had? It, was, it was pretty decent flow. Top side? It's, it was a lot of rowing. You definitely were back rowing the whole entire time. And well, Mark wouldn't give any of us a break. <laughs> I, I rode for him to make six casts. <laughs> so I felt that. Derek cooked that fish first? Yeah, we well, we went to anchor, and I threw a cast, and first cast I made, I threw it right in between like two rocks, and it jammed right in there. And I was like, no, don't even go in. We're going to blow the pole up. So he anchors. I broke it. And it was pretty oh, much right shit. then. Is that when you broke your leader? Yeah, I broke the leader everything. So I started taking leader off the other rod I had. Got it rigged. And I think I made one cast then. Yeah. And then Derek hooked up. Well, Derek made two strips. And he, I saw him do a strip set. And I was like, was that a fish? He's like, I think it was bottom. He made two more strips. And boom! Oh, oh! Yeah. And the line started running to the center of the pool. I said, oh, that's a fish, Derek. That's a fish. What did it do after that? Uh, it, it followed the direction of the fly line, which was straight up out of the water, and he came right up out. And as soon as that fish came up out of the water, it was, it was gone. Pandemonium in the boat, though. Oh, it was, it was fly go flying. Yep, and that he just came straight out. Like we told Derek, there's nothing he could do different to fight that fish. Wise, but you know, it's just it is what it is. Can't land them all. Especially uh, the big ones. That fish has I probably mean, been hooked and caught before and knows a move or two to It throw takes a fly. so much to get to or the lure. point where you actually put the whole hook and barb through a fish's mouth. You know how, you know what I mean? Like, I deer hunt, so everything could get fucked up in like 8.8 seconds. You know what I mean, or or that fast. You know, a fish grabs your I mean, shit. in a split second, you've got to well, you've got to do the right the barb, things with a fish that if size. If you get when the barb in a fish, you got a good chance at it. You get no, a stick. Sh- well, yeah. I mean, you get a stick, yeah. a good hook set. But okay, how many times is a perfect scenario happen? You threw it at four times at a fish, right there, right? Watched him eat it four times, still couldn't hook. You see what I'm saying? It's it's all about the angle. It's all about everything that happens within how how many seconds, Chad? Idea. That fish was hooked up probably four. four seconds. Four or five seconds, that's it. Yeah, when you're talking a fish that size that gets into calorie and like in the current. Oh, I mean, if you're not if, pinned. If, if, it has if you're to, not pinned. Oh, it's yeah. not even pinned. If you give that fish one centimeter of any bit of slack, he's done. So as soon as his head comes out of the water, there's immediate slack. As it's soon as he head shakes. Just through it. As soon well, as, maybe I mean, because you you're pull tension on him at that point. So you're full tension. And at that point, there's nowhere else for it to go. Because we, we, we were anchored, so it's no. not like we were floating him. with them. If we were floating with them, it'd be one thing, but we're 
held tight, up. and we're anchored. He's down below him, and the fish's head comes up out of the water. And yeah, if I were to want to you pull the anchor. You know how many steel I'd, I'd lose every time? <laughs> every I, trip? If I went to pull the anchor, that would pull us back upstream, which would add more tension. Well, in oh, five, immediately. Yeah, in now you're five out of seconds, you're not changing your yeah. position. I mean, ultimately, this yeah, fish the only is... Thing well, you know. we, get, we get the net <laughs> pulled apart in that five seconds. Mm. There we go. It worked. So... Derek loses that fish. He's probably butthurt and laying there crying for a little bit. I'm sure and I would be, as, as any one of, one of us would be. You end up hooking the fish just a little bit after that, right? No, it was like two casts what, later. What, had, what fly did he throw? He had a river pig that I've been jacking with and had a dragon Color? tail on it. Orange. You threw a yellow. yellow. Mm-hmm. Something stands out. The water was still a little dirty. It was getting clear as the day went on, but it was... Green-brown? or No, it was brownish. It brownish. was 8-inch viz in the morning to maybe 12 by the time we left. It wasn't great. It's good. I mean, no. not, I mean, for streamer fish, I mean, generally that's better. You can't see definition. So you're... It's like casting in the dark. Milk. Almost, you don't know almost where, milky. Yeah, you don't know where the pool's going to be. Well, so you where the, the, you don't know where the ambush point of that fish is going to be. So when you're going across, it all looks... The same. It, which it would be good if we'd done it thirteen it's, more exactly. times. Exactly, it'd be perfect water if we knew exactly where these fish are going to see be it when from. it's yeah. low, see it when it's clear, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, newer waters, just that challenge. But yeah, you know was, now. It, I mean, we were like a strong seam that came down through, and it was like right on the edge of a rock, and it's where it hit. The fly line was able to just get a perfect drift down through, and it came right off the edge of the rock, and it just stopped, crushed it. Well, yeah. last two times been there, at least. Seen but life. that's that's your first fish, right? In that watershed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can't beat that. Put you starts putting the pieces to the puzzle a little bit, maybe. Yeah, it gives you hope. Gives you you know some. I a, hate a when I confidence I hate when, when I, go down through there. I catch one or two, and I think I got it a little figured out, and I, I can't put it there. And that's that's all. About it's all con- in the water. Well, it's all Condition. about conditions. Yeah. it's all about like exactly Conditions what you said. I all mean, of it. even in. Half hour, an hour, things change sometimes. You know, you could be pounding that spot like you know it or here. You just can't replicate what you did before. You know, well, you gotta have water is. from top to bottom because it is. I mean, from an hour north to an hour south, it changes dramatically. Well, and and leave your you leave your fly in there because once you start believing, you're like, oh, that's a spot, and you don't you pull it out. You know, you gotta fish it back. So back to what we were talking about earlier. So <clears throat> fish it, fish it hard. <clears throat> Fish it well, right? There was some fucking on-point gumbo on that float, too. Mm, boy, that stuff was good. Yeah. Did you cook it? I did no, not. My dad made a walleye on Dewey and shrimp gumbo. Mm. Was it Cheeks? No, it wasn't Cheeks on Heathens. Tell him go cheeks. ahead and splurge no. next time. He no, wouldn't waste the Cheeks on Heathens like us. Fucking douchebags. Not in a gumbo. Yeah, that was good. Brought a little two-burner. That cooker's nice. I like that thing. Got a little... Double burner cooker now. It's on legs and stand Propane. up. Propane. And- mm-hmm. Well, Propane. I, I guess. Well, if you, if it folds up nice, I think I sit. Well, was it sitting next to you in the in the raft? Mm-hmm. Sitting next to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as it can find. Yep. Oh, dude, I under. look. I love my little things. I bought like really small ones, and then I'm like, eh, that works. But if you got like a real burner, you know what I mean? It's a little better when you're fucking mm-hmm. cooking. And now you got a double burner. Fucking dinner's on. Yeah, not. Nah, Get like put their stackable like pots with bowls inside of them, so it's just one pot and everything's what? in it. REI or no, they're like Coleman's the one. Mm. Um, and then yeah, all the bowls are right in there. So open up, pop the handle up, and there we yeah. go. Ready to there's roll. Just, there's there's so many things that are 
easy to make when you're fishing or if you're lucky enough to pre-make it and boom all you got to do is heat it up yeah you know what i'm doing i've got that i'm gonna do a cast iron on one do the pot on the other i'm making chili dogs next run hell yeah not like jay chili dogs where you set the can on there and then try to figure out how to dump it out like i'm actually gonna pour the The chili chili? yeah a couple couple pots would have helped us but yeah i think i'm gonna do that this week or what that'll be good you didn't make a spoon out of the, the lid or we weren't we weren't perfectly prepared the next day we a little better oh next next time oh no chili dogs good and 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 also chili dogs could go see when me and jason last time he never takes me fishing but last time i had i'd cooked all the food and had it prepped and all we had to do was what heat it up and throw the tortillas on there hot dogs could go with tortillas you know what i mean all kind of shit. <laughs> Tortilla shell. I mean, I mean, it's just you. You got whatever eggs. You got bacon. You got deer meat. You got mushrooms. a lot of things like, could go with a lot of other things, but I'm not sure they should. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you smash the buns when you pack it. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like, unless you're Mark and you got double fucking cooker and an extra large hooligan or whatever. Well, yeah. <laughs> got the room for it. May as well use it. Oh no! no we, we had that thing packed, and there was still nothing under Derek's front seat. I know, There's a ton of room. You're on a local flow. You ain't like you're on 13 fucking miles like that crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cooler would have been f- more full. Fucking need more dinner. It, it would have more than cigars and Gatorade. Yeah, uh, like a pillow maybe. Brought a 45 Yeti, and it was had nothing but cigars, Gatorade, and bourbon. There you go. Soup was frozen, so we couldn't put it in the cooler. Thawing yep. it out into 40 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Hanging it over the side like an anchor. Yeah, Got we should have done that. Yeah, I even thought it in the water. We got there, put a little water in a pot, and just set it right on top of it and just let steam. Yep, let yep. steam heat it. Worked good. All right, we boys, we have anything covered? else? No. Yep. Yes, we do. Happy New Year, fuckers. Yeah, 2022 is quickly coming to an end. Just like Chad said, in 10 months, we'll be talking about yeah, it. Yeah, Chad will be drinking again before we know it. Hell yeah. Uh, quit drinking. Yep. Fucking loser. It's, why do you Why do you, Why do do you? you have a tradition that's going on longer than anything? This is the third year. Jason doesn't even fucking go fishing for that many years. I know. <laughs> it shows my dedication. I've already given up now. He's so a if you do hunter. a sober month, then you have to do a not, so like not sober November. We're, so we're going to do a whole month where you're we're not We're going to try to post something stupid That's that Jason did. Year. We're going to try to post something stupid that Jason Point. did. we got to learn how to create it first, because it's the dumbest shit story I've ever fucking heard. Oh, we'll give it to him next it's, time. It's coming. It's coming. We're going to make well, something we got a show next week, too? Yeah. yeah. Who, who's our guest next week, Chad? Charles Cantella. There he, you go. He's a author from the Pittsburgh area. So. Oh, yeah. I have uh, I have his book coming, so we'll do a little bit of research this week. And is it outdoors related? Yes, yeah, fishing. Oh, okay. So I sounds like great. He, he writes for uh, the the Keystone. No, I'm um, a local Gazette. magazine. So uh, we'll talk to him all about that. But uh, sounds hey, fun. Before we do get going, and before we do any plugs, uh, starting now, let's let's do some advertisement for Mark for the uh, the Musky Max Plus. It's uh, Cannonsburg, PA. Do you know the date, Mark? It's 4th, 5th. Let me look here. March, is it's, it 4th, 5th, 5th, 6th? It's the, the Saturday, Sunday. Calendar 5th, 6th. Yep, March 5th and 6th. Yeah. So, yeah, go see Mark down at the Muskie Max Plus. Check Mark out. And by the time I get there. If you got cabin yeah. fever by then, you'll want to come see Mark's 
supplies set up and up with him. Yeah, the way the next two months is going, I'm not going to probably be able to get much on the website. So there's going to be some show-only stuff there that won't be on the site, too, that it's been offered up. So Good deal. A few things you've been you seeing You'll have show colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to do a few different things. So there will be some different stuff. It's not going to be all your run-of-the-mill like you see on the website. It'll definitely be some. I'm going to play around have fun with these ones. Got a clean slate, so if you want to look for some different stuff, that'll be the place to find it. Good deal, man. Hey, tonight's show brought to you by Predator Flag Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlagGear.com. They're all tied on AREX. Find them at AREX.com. Sims Fishing. Fish it well. SimsFishing.com. QueenCityGuiding.com. Check our boy Ryan Evans out for a guided trip or some awesome flies. And if you're in Springville, New York, stop at his shop. It's awesome. It is awesome. Hey, tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Hot dogs and wieners and mac and cheese. Oh, that was that's what you're doing. Mac and cheese, I'm doing. That's craft. And hot dogs and fucking chili. And down to earth wealth management. Check Michael out. Big meat for big fish. I'm getting stoned.